Yes, sir. Time to crank up the big, the bottles, and the boom shakalakas, baby. I am the captain. We are the Sports Brew, and this is a Throwdown Thursday. Bleeding over to old Freestyle Friday, man, because that's how we roll. But look, we got a whole bunch of stuff to get to, so let's get, you know, all my brothers from a whole bunch of other mothers up in this piece just for fun, man. Yeah. Yeah, somebody had some glory hole. That's how we ended up with all of us in this piece. That is for damn that is for damn sure. <laughs> unlike unlike Kansas, we welcome Snoop Dogg. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh MacGuffin, what you got going on, brother? Man, I know you had to be so happy with the Colts rolling down rolling up over down whatever, man. Rolling through Arrowhead and just going old school and dropping the hammer on the Chiefs, dude. Woo! I mean, when's the last time the Colts have owned the line of scrimmage at both both sides of the ball and just ran it down their effing throats, dude? Man, I mean, come on now. No wonder Parcells like uh, Brissett. That dude was, you know what I mean? That dude was all about that, man. He is. He's he's no ego. Nope. What's oh. best for the team? You know, that that's a Parcells guy right there, man. Look, man, the Kansas City defense had been giving up over five yards per carry going into that game. The Colts rocked that jobby with 37+. plus. I'd have to look up the exact T.O.P., but they were over 37, man. Over 37 minutes of yeah. possession. Yeah, dude. That, I know that got Randy's juices going because I know he's old school guy. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, yeah. It, it was just old school stop us. Try and stop us. They could. can't. Nope. And they they could. could. Then they couldn't. Just like Kansas couldn't stop Snoop Dogg from going Snoop Dogg. Come I love, on, man. I, lo- I don't. You can't I, stop Snoop Dogg from going no, Snoop dude. Dogg. I, I love that general. Like I, I don't remember who he was talking to, but that the basic deal. I'm gonna paraphrase. Is like when you pay for Snoop Dogg, you're gonna get Snoop Dogg. Money guns, pole dancers. Which I loved how the AD of Kansas called them. You know, or Kansas referred to them as acrobatic dancers. Yes. They were acrobatic dancers. Wink, wink. <laughs> anyway, it, you know, FOH with getting a cleaner, family-friendly Snoop Dogg. Because that's how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Lack of... In- how? How, <laughs> Kansas AD? How? That, my friends, if ever there was a lack of institutional control. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it was a lack of yeah. thinking. I don't know what was going on there. I don't know. Maybe they could. Cons- what did you think was going to happen yeah, I- when you brought in Snoop Dogg? Come on, man. Come on, man. You what got did to you think. You got to know better than that, dude. You got to know better than that. <laughs> Maybe they- I don't know, man. Maybe they need to send some people to that. Is it the Philadelphia Flyers that have the rage room? Is that who did that? <laughs> did, you say- did you see that story? That's great. Anyway, uh, let's. I think get... there's a rage room in Richmond, by the way. Yeah, that that's like a business thing. Yeah, yeah, that's like legitimate. I don't know how profitable it is, but you know that's definitely a business. I I look back and I'm like, man, I would have loved. There's a point in my life that that would have been really helpful. <laughs> and actually, they might need one at FedEx Field, except <laughs> there won't be any Redskins fans there to do it. You know, so maybe not. Maybe not. Oh god! They don't need a rage room. They need an apathy room. That's what they need. Apathy. Not a rage room. Better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, how much rage is left? <laughs> how much? How much anger is left? 
for them. I don't know. Anyway, I don't want to get derailed by that crap out of the gate. Let's go ahead and get everybody up in this piece. Man. Mark, let's get you in here, dude. All hanging up there and hanging up, hanging out, and not Bryce Harper land. That's right. <laughs> oh, the district, man. I, I, Dude, I bet some people were hungover but happy after that uh, Nats Dodgers comeback. I mean, my God, dude. Yeah, there was a lot of work missed. <laughs> it, I most people probably didn't I care. I showed up, though. You did well. So did the Nats. Large and, and in charge. Large, yeah, That's large right. and in charge, man. Hey, look, man, hit your cue, bro. Here we go. Three, brew, and fun. Woo! Woo! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> what the fuck was that? What the f <laughs> Showing my range. Look at y'all, look at y'all, man. What's all what's all the F bombs for, man? Golly, slay roll. Man. It's early, early, yeah. Yes, act like this uh, is a Trevor family friendly friendly. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Yes, kid friendly podcast. I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't know if I'd go that far. Oh, Mark. Until man. the eighth minute. Yeah, did we did, we haven't even finished the intro. And you're all dropping f bombs. It's a little too soon, too soon. It's probably how Bryce Harper feels about the Nets' playoff success. Too soon. <laughs> oh, anyway, oh my God, and you know what? Just for good measure, man, bro. Oh, giggity gals, man. The freaking 49ers dropping the absolute hammer. On the Browns on Monday night, dude. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't you have to take the Browns in a, in a survivor pool because you had no choice? Yeah, pretty much. It <laughs> and, was a lose-lose situation for my ass. But you know what? At the end of the day, if, if that's the game that takes you out of a survivor pool, wasn't that worth it? Oh, yeah. Most definitely. <laughs> like, without a doubt. You're like, whatever, dude. Screw the death pool, man. Oh. I didn't expect. I thought, actually thought that would be a decent game. And I, I, so did I. Once, once they got that weird, funky pick, I don't remember if it was the second quarter. I think it was like 14-3. But once they got that pick, it's like the rest of it was just fail train, man. But kudos to the Niners, dude. They balled out. They balled out. I don't even know, I don't even know what to say about Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns career. That was just atrocious. That well, was atrocious. clearly Nick Boza was uh, exercising some demons because he was on Baker all night long. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, well, by the time he's doing, you know, bringing back the flag, celebrate the fl You know what I mean? Once you're doing oh, that, yeah. yeah, he had some payback he'd been saving up for a while <laughs> to do that one, man. I liked it, though. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like the Richard Sherman Baker Mayfield stuff was stupid. Um, the Bosa flag planting celebration callback that I liked that I liked. And that, that 49ers D was all over him, man. I don't know what is, I don't, you know, I didn't see a metric or a stat for him. I'm sure somebody somewhere had it, but they just, they got, they got to him so readily. You know what I mean? They were just all over that dude, bringing the heat. It felt like they did not have to blitz in any capacity to just collapse the pocket and be all over Baker Mayfield, dude. It was nuts. Buckner and Bosa were just going crazy. But yeah. that was like the biggest concern for the Browns going into the season was how good their offensive line was going to be. And clearly, it's really not that good. Eh, not so good. Not so good. So, 
Them's uh, them's the breaks. But I don't think anybody's gonna, cr- you know, don't cry for me, Argentina. Well, nobody's gonna cry for you know Cleveland and Baker Mayfield and and you know, I mean, all the off season love. And you know, we talked about them, and we certainly gave them some gloss. I don't know that anybody thought they'd be great, but we thought they'd be a compelling watch, and that they are. Even when it's a dumpster fire, it's a compelling watch. It is. And I think people will stay fascinated by the Browns over the duration of the season. But Randy, 275 on the ground. How satisfying. Filthy. I mean, that's definitely something I really enjoy just because it means Garoppolo didn't have to do much. He just had to go out there, show up, minimize any mistakes. The running game took care of the rest. Yep. Dude, it was it was kind of like an old school weekend with a few teams, like a few of our teams, you know, just the 49ers and the Colts just really just line of scrimmage, taking it to your opponent. Green Bay just kicking Dallas's ass, which was phenomenal. And I know oh. that's going to be Matt's intro. Of but... course, it was so good. That <laughs> it was, was beautiful. So, it was so good, man. It was On so another good. Another note, I told Randy, uh, and I was like watching that game was like watching Randy play Madden because that was <laughs> perfectly Randy style playing Madden. Run the ball <laughs> down your damn throat. Let your quarterback throw 15 to 20 times. And hey, it's like look. the perfect Randy Madden game. Look, look, Matt, this, this is what you're going to get for Green Bay. Going down to Dallas and beating that ass. <laughs> well, you know, Denny Green said it best. You want to crown him? Is that where you're going? Yeah, that or we are who we thought they were. You know. Yeah, but they. <laughs> yeah, something like that. R-I-P. Overrated is what. Is yeah, what they overrated. Were. <laughs> overrated is what they were. Yeah. Overrated. And you know, I tried so hard not to talk crap during that game. I know you did. You I did. You do so bad. I, I, I know like, you did. You, you're always chomping at. Well, this is what gets you in trouble, right? You're always chomping at the bit to run a bunch of smack with people online, and then sometimes it blows up in your face. Uh, yeah, you, you were here and we were watching that. Uh, I mean, after being up twenty-eight to three and I, seeing them coming back, and then you know, I'm like, got to temper it. Yeah, they threatened. You know, they threatened. A couple Dude, more breaks. Green Bay let off the gas. Come I know. On. I know. They let off the gas. There well, was no threat. They, oh, there was a threat. They closed to 10. They closed, they to, closed 10. to 10. After, look, look, no, no. I was sitting here beside you. you I got, know you were. You got a little bit nervous when they closed to 10. So, but <laughs> mercifully, merci- now look, the football god said, nope, not to, not today, ISIS. <laughs> and Myra not missed, today, not today, not ISIS. House. And, you know, Myra missed that field goal. So, and then that was, you know, that was really the end of that. Although, I, had they made it, I mean, I, you get an onside kick and all that stuff. But uh, I don't know, man. I'd like, to, I'd like to believe that if the Packers had really needed to put another score on the board, that they could have figured that out. Uh, I would like to believe that. But you never know. But either way, uh, it, you know, as, as terrible as the Redskins are, and, and they're awful, um, I have to take, you know, satisfaction out of unusual variables in the football world. And anytime Dallas loses, that makes me feel a little bit better. And again, that's how you know your team sucks. But that was a that was a double bonus because Dallas loses, Green Bay wins, and all the, you know, Cowboys fans I work with who were like, Yeah, Super Bowl. Nope. <laughs> Shut all of them up, dude. <laughs> Shut them all up, man. 
Shut them all up. I'll take that. I'll take that. Any day of the week. All right. It's beautiful. I, I think re- we'll get all into the football stuff, but I think a couple of things. Just, let's just knock this out. Let's go ahead and do do what the Nats did, man. Let's just knock this out of the park a couple times. Wrap up yes, a little sir. bit. Why not? Do a little baseball. Mark, how often do you do we get to lead relatively lead with baseball in a podcast? Almost never. Uh, once or twice a year. Once or twice a year. So uh, I, I will ask this number. <laughs> Matt, how was Melissa's heart <laughs> after that Braves game, dude? I just need to know. Oh, my God. I'm going to tell you. And, uh, <laughs> Shannon knows how close to everything is. You know where I live. And by the time we got to Wendy's, there was like two people in line. And back to the apartment, the score was already seven is nothing. It was just disgusting. Oh. <laughs> and got the food down, turned on the TV. It's nine to nothing. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Her whole clan, her, her her whole family are nothing but Braves fans. And you know what? Like I said, I felt sorry for one inning. One one inning you felt sorry for him? Yeah. Yeah. Because that was historical and, like, the, nobody gets beat down like that. No, well, I mean. If, the whole family's like, well, if anybody can pull it out with our offense, we can do it. You know, yeah, like, no. Yeah. no. Maybe if they hadn't thrown away the foam. Yeah, you know, you know, I mean, maybe if they hadn't tried to throw out the chop. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag chop on. Not today. Uh, not in my house. <laughs> not to, not not in my house. I did like the random blowback about that. <laughs> they actually had some people were like, "That's karma for y'all trying to get away from the tomahawk chop in the game." Look, and I know that that's one of those topics that goes a lot of different directions. But I mean, realistically, uh, it's yeah. it's I mean, it, it is, and I know some people. It are, is. And I, I respect some positions on that. I understand there's some sensitivities with it. I, I, I get it. I don't necessarily agree with that position. It's sports. I think intent and context is relevant. But if you as a person say, you know what? All the tomahawk chop stuff is offensive. That's how you feel. I'll respect that. That being said, that is kind of a known variable with the Braves. They've done it as long as I can remember. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if For them to basically like pull out, you get rid of the foam, tomahawks and do all the whoa basically pull out yeah pulling out yeah. <laughs> whoa you know easy there big man. maybe on some level that was like a they were trying to be respectful of of uh was it helsley <sighs> they mishandled that and it blew up in their face it probably really didn't make any real difference in the real world but it is kind of oddly interesting funny laughable the way that the interwebs works that they did that it blew up in their face there was no chop on. They got their asses handed to them, and then people piled on after the fact. Just bizarre. You know, there's a saying that says, "This is why we can't have nice things." This is. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Can't blame Dan Snyder for this one, y'all. <laughs> yes, we can. Yeah, yeah we, not we, yet. We can't anyway. We can blame him for everything. It's his fault. You know, oh Shannon, God. don't be a Dan Snyder, okay? I yeah. <laughs> It's Dan Snyder's fault. Everything's so Dan Snyder's him. fault, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <God. laughs> I mean, Cheers. Like, instantly you're getting the SpongeBob, I'm going to head out. It's like the first inning, dude. That's incredible. Out, Look. I'm out. Look. So, it, no, no, t- no team had ever scored 10 runs in the very first inning of a postseason game. Um, and it's the first time that the Braves as a franchise have ever allowed that many opening inning, opening inning runs in any game 
since they were in Boston in 1925. That's a long time, brother. And that was eight, I think. Yeah, I don't have the exact number of that. I don't think we need to go digging through the history books. I, mean, I don't think anybody's going to worry about our accuracy with July my, 2nd, my 1925. My who are still alive weren't even born at that point, <laughs> so it don't matter. Yeah. This, this is what's extra crushing. Extra crushing. It was Atlanta's 10th straight postseason round law since its last victory. It's 18 years ago. Wow. It's been a long time. What's worse, what's worse is that Atlanta has lost four game fives in the divisional round all at home. Damn. That's rough. Yeah. That's rough. Oof. So, Freddie, I, I, you know what? Maybe if Freddie Freeman doesn't commit that error, maybe it's a, maybe it changes the nature of that inning. I don't know. But, man, that got, a, that got the hell away from them in a hurry. So, Mark, let me ask you, man, because you need to explain all, all the baseball things to me. I need your help. Of course. What in the hell do you make of that, of, of, of that just meltdown? That's that's a tough one. Um, this one I, I wasn't tuned in for. I, I I thought I'd tune in a little later in the game, you know, see what's going on. And so, uh, <laughs> you know, who who thinks it's going to be out of hand in the first inning? Doesn't really Nobody. matter who's playing in a playoff game. You might feel like somebody's got the edge after maybe like a couple early runs, but you don't expect a game to ever get out of hand like that. Really, I mean, <laughs> hardly in the regular season, but occasionally some matchups, you know, are bad enough. But I mean, in the playoffs. There's just no way you expect that. So, um, I don't know. I, I think it's just it's just kind of a domino effect. I think uh, I know. I, I kind of just watched a replay of um, the sequences, and yeah, there was a a strike three on. Um, I don't remember. I should know. Whitfield probably can say, it, but whoever the first batter was, Fowler. Uh, yeah, Fowler strike three that McCann had, but dropped. Or the, the foul tipped. It could have been strike three, but dropped. He, it wasn't one that he necessarily should have, but he, he mm-hmm. could have. And then uh, Fulton Nevis just kind of, you know, uh, starts, you know, pitching, putting up too many balls, and then just, you know, walks him. And uh oh, uh oh, y'all are just determined to get those things, man. You said balls. Yeah. And uh, Free- Freeman's error, you know, early that that was really crucial. I mean, he's he's typically a really good fielder, to, um, not not like top top notch, but he's a very good fielder. And I mean, that rarely happens to him. So was Bill Callahan at that game? We've got to be the dumbest team in America in terms of playing the game. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Sh- Shannon maybe did that soundbite up, and I'm gonna have to use it at least a couple of times. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you, you, you know why we have to use it. We know why we have to use it. Sorry, bro. I, I love you, but we know we had to use it. I know. Did the one tell you that? She did. And, and apparently, she, apparently she told Mark that earlier as well. Good old Tawana. Yeah, man. And to kind of uh, elaborate on what Mark was saying, sure. the series as a whole, they're three, four, and five hitters. Freeman, uh, Donaldson, and Marcakis mm-hmm. were relatively cold the whole series. Right. Yep. And then you got Luke Jackson, as I call uh, Melissa uh, Chase's husband's little brother, because that's what he looks like. <laughs> well, at least you didn't call him a sideshow Bob. <laughs> Two games. He, uh, Atlanta had leads, mm-hmm. and he gave up. He he let, uh, let him back in, so... I don't even. I wouldn't even have him on the postseason roster. They had better 
uh, bullpen arms they could have used that they didn't call up. I think Luke Jackson's a bum, and I don't even know why they even played him. I understand the first one because Chris Martin got hurt. But after that, when he got, he screwed up that first game, <coughs> he went gone near the field again. Hmm. But, you know, I, I think it was just not just that game. I think there was the signs were there throughout the series. Yeah. Oh, Captain. Yeah. I realize you might have been confused a moment ago. So when Freeman committed an error, what that is is when a player is supposed to like get the ball, like there's a ground ball to Freeman, he missed it, and the ball went in the outfield. They scored a couple of runs. So that that was an error. I just realized. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I can't believe I, I let that one go I, by. I'm you sorry. Needed, you needed Hopefully to give you me that. Up, man. Yeah, I did. It, it took me a minute. It took me a minute. So. <laughs> That's outstanding, Mark. There you go. Thank you. I needed I needed the extra bit of clarification. It is very helpful. Yeah, any, anytime, anytime. It's what I'm here for. It is. It is very helpful it's my, it's for my, me. It's my, my new role. Yeah, it, new it role. should be. It should be. Just you know, just remember. Uh, dog that poop fast don't poop for long, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's outstanding. Truer words were never spoken. <laughs> It, only because I feel like saying something dumb right now. I love this headline. Man shoots self in face after firing at ceiling to quiet down noisy upstairs neighbor. <laughs> I got really? On that one. Uh, I got was that on man Plaxico Buris? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Darwin says, come with me. <laughs> yeah. How um, do you shoot yourself in the face? Lord knows, and I'm not talking. <laughs> That's what she said. I I don't know. Um, I mean, <laughs> look, look, we Shannon, we know Shannon. what happened there. Shannon, but... Shannon. What can I say except you're welcome? Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. You're, you're welcome. <sighs> Shannon, how many beers have you had? I'm on number five. Wow, that is quality. That is quality. All right. Centers, right? No, I've actually I've gone kind of light tonight, but uh, I'm on the Hardywood Pappy's pumpkin pie. No, uh, no, no. Clock. Hello, Mark. How do you say Hardywood? I I believe it's Hardywood. There you go. <laughs> Thank you, sir. <laughs> oh, mm. should should we just like break out a salute the clock and then hit the gnats? Yeah, yeah maybe. Maybe I do want to. De- I do have a dedication for Adam Silver, though, given okay. the whole all the stuff that happened with uh, Daryl Morey and you know whether it's free speech or business decisions or however you want to phrase all that stuff. Uh, there are a lot of business decisions, as Deion Sanders would uh, certainly say, going on right now. Love that. Uh, what do we we like to hear? We like to call them SJWs, man. Some social justice warriors, and y'all know I'm pretty progressive, so most of that stuff I, I don't mind, but. <laughs> Sometimes things make me laugh, but it's very clear that this is extremely sensitive, and it, there are a lot of nuanced layers to it. There are some, you know, really big sociopolitical and you know economic, and there's a, there's a lot of layers to this. But you know, however you feel about it, there's some brouhaha happening in Hong Kong, and Daryl Morey stepped in it. <laughs> like seven <laughs> words, dude. Seven words. Fight for freedom. Stand with Hong Kong. Seven words, and it set off essentially an international throwdown over the NBA in China. It is incredible. It is amazing 
that it has reached, you know what I mean, that it has unfolded in the manner that it has. It might not be interesting to everybody, but I find it extremely fascinating. Um, so much so that I can't believe Ted Cruz actually had a great line. He's a lifelong Rockets fan, by the way. Uh, but he said, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase, we're better than this. Human rights shouldn't be for sale. The NBA shouldn't be assisting Chinese communist censorship. When Ted Cruz actually has a good line and you go, I can't believe Ted Cruz sounds like he's right. You know, you, you know, you're in a, you're, you know, you're in a tough spot. You know, you're, in a, I know eh, you're in a tough spot, but Adam Silver has had to walk a fine line. Okay. He didn't denounce what Daryl Morey said. You know, he defended Morey's right to have an opinion, but essentially is working to defend the NBA. He's playing both sides of the fence. So I thought if anybody backpedaled <laughs> the way this has unfolded, Adam Silver, this is for you. Because that, <laughs> that was quick, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> outstanding, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta back, you gotta back that ass up, brother. <laughs> you are not trying to upset China. I get it. I get it. <laughs> oh, anyway, I know. I used to love this song. I don't even remember what year that was. Ninety-nine, man. That was old school. Right, here you go. It sounds fantastic. I don't think I've ever heard it before. But what is this? What? What? I think it must have been before my time, is all I'm saying. Ah, cool shit, too. Drop it like it's hot. Oh, yeah, man. That was the that was the jam for a while, dude. Like, No, you know what our jam was? Well, we had lots. We had lots. There we go. There we go. Oh, yeah, some mystical. Yeah, I did love some mystical. That's a true story. Mystical was freaking phenomenal. Yeah. Dude. There you go. I there you go. go. Get that motherfucker. Yeah, we we definitely <laughs> spent yeah. a lot. The Busta Rhymes <laughs> Extinction Level event. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. Oh, dude. A Those lot of fun. two went at it. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um, oh. So, anyway. I don't, We're taking it so, old school. I know, this is I know. 20 years ago. For you young ones. Yeah, for you youngins. So uh, keep, you know. I don't. Yeah, yeah that is. So we're, <laughs> look, I mean, that's kind of like, you know, Daniel Jones and Tom Brady. Like Tom Brady could totally be like Daniel Jones's dad. You know what I mean? So we're all old enough that poor d <laughs> over here is totally out of the loop, man. I'm so out of the loop. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, that's okay. It's okay, buddy. <laughs> but just bananas. Um, Yeah, let's do a salute the clock. Why not? Just for good measure. I, we broke out juvenile. I mean, come on, dude. Dude, that's phenomenal, Justin. Great uh, pull on that one. Backpedal of duty. <laughs> back, back. You had to break that out multiple times tonight, my friend. <laughs> yes, that 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 song is freaking phenomenal. Just the intro is fun, man. Oh, because because it if you know the song, man, you know you know what's coming. You're like, yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. Just walk into that dance floor to watch the women go nuts over that. <laughs> Cash money records. That's what that I can see you and Lindy walking in up in some club and everything, trying to do the white boy dance, and 
Yeah. Yeah, whatever, uh, we man. We probably did That's in, in a drunken state multiple times that year. Probably. So. Who didn't? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who did? Absolutely. That's good times. <laughs> anyway, keep an eye on that. That's going to be – I'll be fascinated to see how that actually unfolds, how much backtracking they do, how they manage that entire situation. China's a beast, man. I know South Park can certainly go at them full on and, it, you know, whatever, but – It'll just be interesting to see how how much China clamps down on it, whether it's you know official in the official state capacity with uh, broadcast and television stuff pulling things down, almost essentially like cleansing, like just shutting the NBA out. I mean, some some people were like they should just pack up and leave if it's about promoting the sport in the league. What's the purpose? I mean, if they're taking out taking down signage and essentially almost appearing to erase the NBA's presence, like what are you doing there? But uh, yeah. anyways, we'll see. They've got a lot of um, – there's a lot of work to smooth that relationship over. But for a league that's extremely progressive and very much uh, freedom of speech and freedom of expression, uh, it's a delicate balance You know, when you're talking about what we do here in the States versus being a global brand and a global corporation because you, you are – there's a lot of entanglements, as they say, and a lot of nuances to that. So that's just interesting. Anyway, I don't want to get bogged down in that. I'd much rather talk about all the Boston Celtics fans dressed up as tacos uh, going bananas <laughs> for Taco Fall, which I thought was hilarious. But salute o'clock, man. Uh, so out of the gate, I'm enjoying some of my birthday rum from uh, Shannon. So I have my uh, Captain Mo, my little Captain Morgan, and some Coke. I made the mistake. Uh, unfortunately, my Coke was a little flat. <laughs> But I already filled up my container. I realized it wasn't bubbling. I'm like, oh, man. You know, sometimes when you have the liquor in at first, you're pouring. It's not necessarily going to bubble. But my, it's flat. It's like breaking down on the highway, man. It's just bad. But I'm I gonna told dr- you. I know. You should have kept the Coke. You were right. I should have kept the Coke. Uh, but I've got the Captain Morgan and some flat Coke. That's all right. The Redskins are flat lining. So I might as well have flat Coke. <laughs> What's the difference? And I have a beer I hadn't had before from Stone. Called the Ghost Hammer IPA. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah it, no, it's good. Uh, obviously, everybody knows. Well, y'all know I'm I'm a hop head, and I love my IPAs. Mm-hmm. I have for a long time. I don't think it's going away. That is a tasty, tasty, tasty beer. I am a uh, I am a fan. Although, you know, Mark, you and I were talking. I mean, Stone. It, it's rare that they're gonna you're gonna get a crappy beer from them. Right. That's just not. You know what I mean? No. Nothing else would be like. Maybe I don't love it, but that's you know that's a, that's a good beer. Yeah, quality brewer. Qual- quality, quality brewer. Brewer. Yeah, for sure. Richmond's lucky to have one of them here. Um, Mark, let's go to you, man. What do you what are you enjoying here uh, this fine evening, sir? Yes, sir. It's become one of my favorites. Um, see, I get it from the um, beer delivery service I've been using, but uh, uh Hub- Hubbard. Nah, fuck off. Um, <laughs> Hubbard's Cave uh, Hazelnut Pot de Creme Imperial Stout. It's a 12% stout, and it's just Ooh. absolutely delicious. A 12% stout? That is pretty stout. Uh, that's, yes. Yeah, it's, yeah. But it's so good. Is that a tall boy can, too? Uh, regular size, but, oh, okay. but it's good. I guess that was just the angle. Yeah. Is that's that right. what she said? Yeah. Hey, we'll see. Hey, hey. Shannon, what you got, brother? Dude, I'm rocking the Hardywood Pappy's pumpkin pot mm-hmm. tonight. You didn't say that right. Oh, Hardywood <laughs> Pappy's pumpkin pie. All right, uh, a little eight and a half percent tonight. Pappy's. When are we gonna get some Pappy Van Winkle or whatever? 
Dude, I'm, I'm I enter every lottery I see to try to get a bottle of that. My my best friend got like half a bottle and he still has some left. But should and, shouldn't and, we first shouldn't we get some of those uh, Glenn Glenlivet's uh, little you know pods, the the whiskey pods, whiskey something pods. man. I mean, it's it's tough to get pappy. I don't know that I've seen the the Glenlivet whiskey pods. Uh, it's pretty ridiculous. They they've put out these things that are they look like Tide pods, but they're mm-hmm. it's it's legitimate. It's done by them. I don't know who's gonna buy them. It sounds like such a weird idea, and all whiskey drinkers are gonna go for this. But but I don't it, know. what what's the point? Like you you put it in like it dissolves in a glass. With I mean like no, you just you like you, you pop, pop it in it your mouth. You just. And it's bite like it. Flavor, there's really? flavor, flavors explode, and yeah. Mm-hmm. No longer you do. Will you need a glass? You can just put a pot in your mouth, and I'd, there you go. I I don't know about that. that. That's a pass. I'll, 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 I'll find it's in the link. It's it's bizarre. That's gross. I, yeah. I'll I'll pass on that one. Hmm. Kind of like the the beer chugging up the butt uh, people. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! We'll we'll pass on that one. We'll just uh, drink it straight oh, up. Man. Thank you. I just much. had a really bad idea. It's not no, Randy, don't do <laughs> it. <laughs> don't do uh, it. No, but co- idiot college kids may try it. What? Oh, Wh- which one? The the whiskey pods? Yeah. Well, of course they will. Are you kidding? I'm not. Talking, I'm talking about instead of chugging beer up their ass. There's the whiskey pod. Oh, oh, the pot up the butt. Oh. oh. God, the okay. pot, the pot, and the poop oh, shoot. Yeah, there you go. Now the good, now the good news is that they're 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 only they're only really serving these for like at at one particular bar through October thirteenth, <clears throat> uh, for right now at least. Mm. But uh, that sounds awful. Please don't. They're, call, they're, 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 they're calling them glassless cocktails. <laughs> uh, you know what? If if I'm gonna get in all that, just give me a jello, a damn jello shot. Exactly. Yeah. Let me, For real. Let me, let me tongue that out of a cup and call it a night. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Andy, you know what to do. I'm gonna let you do it this time, man. No, no, no. We'll we'll buy the supplies. Let Penny make the cocktail, the Jello shots. Yeah. Oh well, that, that's yeah. true. <laughs> I can do that. No problem. Dude, that's what I'm talking about. Let 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 Penny make the shots. We'll buy the supplies. Uh, speaking of supplies, Randy, what you got, bro? Uh, I got myself a little something tasty from Vale Brewing. It's called Never Give Up Cubed. I, I shit you not, there is the little three in the upper corner of the name of this beer. So it's Never huh. Give Up Cubed. Fair enough. All right. Well, hopefully it's good. It's a tasty goza. Very tart. Tart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tart. 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 That sounds like the people Whitfield used to dance with in the clubs. Tarts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, especially that girl Christy used to dance with. I, I mean, that's Look, so, the, oh, hey, I, oh, that's I so long ago. That. I don't even why, remember. Why can't bring up old shit for me? Bring up old shit. What was that? What was that one club with the um VIP? VIP, dude. Yeah, VIP. Good old VIP. Yeah, on Broad Street. Like that one time when Mom caught us or something. And we stuck it down some You have terrible stories. <laughs> terrible stories. It's just shit. <laughs> and you don't even drink. 
How do you have such yeah, terrible stories? Believe it or not, I'm drinking tonight. What are you drinking? You're not drinking. I am drinking. What are you... <laughs> Mr. Pibb and uh, Captain Morgan. Do you have a Do you have a Do you have a Bartles and James pod? What do you have over there? Bartles. <laughs> <laughs> I got a <Steam> pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not the white Russian pod. Uh, yeah. The white Russian. <laughs> dude, dude, look, man, I, I had, a, I had, I absolutely had a, I had a massive white Russian phase, and it wasn't related to the Big Lebowski. I, I just had a period of my life that I really loved white Russians. That and mudslides. Although mm. I got, mudslides, Applebee's. Yeah, mudslides at Applebee's. Although I used to get really annoyed because I felt like they didn't make them alcoholic enough. There weren't enough. Ugh. Of course they did. They were stingy. They were stingy. Applebee's was stingy, man. You'd get like one, you'd get one good one, and then the, your your next ones were garbage. So, or they you know they do that trick where they you know they'd have the alcohol in the straw, and you'd like take your first sip, and you'd be like, oh, that's really good. It's because the bartenders it. are assholes. <laughs> you know what I mean? You'd be like, oh, that's a great drink, and then like the rest of it's not. Lies, all lies, jerk bags. Anyway, yeah, but white Russians out of phase, and black Russians, good stuff, man. The Hound has some shock those people. Yeah. The Hound. God. I don't even have that one like ready for you, but here you go. Bring me one of those chickens. Yeah. You dumb bitch. Yikes. Anyway. <laughs> All right. We're, we've been a little sloppy so far tonight. What? That's probably, Us? It's, it's probably my Never. fault. That's probably my fault. Uh, that's okay, though. Well, look, let's tighten up a little bit. Let's tighten up a little bit. Because we got everybody for Salute the Clocks, right? Everybody's in? Yes. All right, cool. Let's go ahead and tighten up, man, because I think we have to give we have to give some appreciation and a little dap to the Nats. Not that we, I mean, I don't think anybody's here like, yeah, man, I'm a huge Nats fan. Like, I wouldn't lie to people and say that, uh, but I think it's great. You know, I enjoy the fact that everybody, really virtually everybody under the sun piled on them, especially early in the year when they were 19, what, 19 and 31? Yeah. Um, the bullpen was a dumpster fire. It looked like everything was going to hell. It was like, well, I guess maybe Bryce Harper made the right decision getting the heck out of there. You know what's funny, though? In that in that press conference or whatever interview he did when he was talking about trying to bring the title back, and he said we're trying to bring a title back to D.C. <laughs> and he, he, but he was a member. You know what I mean? Like, that was hilarious when he still referenced the Nats when he was doing interviews as a Philly. That, that was pretty funny. But uh, anywho... I I think we have to give respect and some appreciation, and we do obviously some regional bias here. I enjoyed that game, and I've said before I don't I can't deal with regular season baseball. It's just too, it's just too much. I know Mark would have to explain something to me every damn night. I couldn't deal with it, right? But in the playoffs, I can live with one Mark breakdown of baseball for me per week of some term or some issue. I can totally handle that. Um, but I did really enjoy that. That that was fun. And I, I think you have to, for teams that struggle like that early in the season, when they've lost a star player, when they look like they're going to fall apart, and they piece it together, they get it right. They, what's their phrase this year? Stay in the fight? Seems to be stay kind of in a the stay fight, in the fight. Yes. Um, and, and that's what they've done. You know, think about it. Think about a couple of the differences here. And quite frankly, the Dodgers had an ass load of pressure on them. An ass load of pressure on them, especially given the struggles they've had in the postseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as of late, and some of the collapses they've had, and some of the unfortunate things that seem to happen to Clayton Kershaw, which is terrible because he seems like a great guy, and he's a phenomenal yes, regular season pitcher, is. and he's he just has a lot of bad breaks in the postseason. Although I have to say, when he got eaten out in the bottom up, 
It was the bottom of the seventh. In the seventh. I almost went to the wrong <laughs> inning. I was like, wait a second. The seventh. You just say eating out. <laughs> <laughs> you literally just say eating out. You remember what he said? Hell yeah, bud. Bring me one of those chickens. Yeah. I, I'm go, I, I'm SpongeBob. I'm gonna have to head out, man. <laughs> y'all, y'all, oh my oh God. My. I'm listening. Y'all, y'all are some nasty bitches. I'm listening. Randy. Yeah, that's you know, a little bit more appropriate oh, right there. You know what it got? You know, you know what's great is you, you think about certain phrases that are, they're supposed to avoid in radio. Like all the big hits, <laughs> like all the big hits, yeah, because it, it sounds like big tits, if, depending on how you say it. <laughs> so I guess I guess I should have phrased that differently. I didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, but he he did, <laughs> and he'll he'll have plenty of time in the off season to still be eating out if he, if he wants. So <laughs> anyway. Three. Yeah, it's like he's ready to fall out of his chair. <laughs> three, three, three pitches to close out the seventh. <laughs> three pitches to give up two runs in the eighth. Yeah. <laughs> brutal, dude. Brutal. Brutal. And he just looks. Yeah, no. He looked so, so despondent. You know what I mean? And so distraught. That, that was, that was you? Yes, like, yes, but how much of that has, you know, at, at some point, you can spread the blame all over the place, right? But at, at what point do you go, you know what, he got that, he got him out. Get them that, get him the hell out of there. Given his history, given his history, why do you hang that guy out the dry? Come I'm, on. I'm with, Justin, I'm with you, dude. Like, he got him out of the jam. You come into the eighth. You get your setup guy in there. Yeah, what? you do. Especially if you've been like... eating out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Captain. Yes. So, setup guy is usually the guy that comes into the eighth <laughs> inning because the closer does the ninth <laughs> inning. Uh, so, since they were going into the eighth <laughs> inning, it was time for the setup guy. That's. <laughs> Go ahead, Jenny. You got it. <laughs> oh, two explanations in one podcast, man. You, you, you might be pushing the upper like limits like of mine. Like, like, you remember VH1 pop-up videos? I feel like I'm the pop-ups. Pop-up. <laughs> well, hey. Popping up, eating out, but we're going all over the place tonight. How about that? We are. Um, we are. Mm. So, yeah. So. Did, you know that, did you know the electric slide is actually about a dildo? <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. Where did that come from? <laughs> I was about to say, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? I don't know. I just felt like with all this sheer randomness, you needed that function. It's magic! And, and what have did, we did lost? You, did, did, you, like, did you know that cornflakes were created to prevent masturbation? I don't know why we're talking about this thing right now, but sure, why not? <laughs> it's electric. If you if you associate this with if you if you associate this with a vibrator, it, the lyrics take on a whole whole different meaning, man. I'm just saying. I can't listen to this song. <laughs> anyway, oh, stop all right. being a Dan Snyder, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, for Dan's sake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Coach Dan. I don't know who that was, but uh, you you 
you overloaded your mic you wanted to yell so much oh my god okay that was one of the most arbitrarily random five minute chunks we've had in a really long time that was strange but but now everybody's got some small talk for weddings so you know that's (laughs) did you all know (laughs) did you all know either way did you know so cornflakes and the electric slide the more yeah, you know, so do, 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 <laughs> Mark. You do the electric slide, yeah. you can tell the old women there, hey, this is about a vibrator. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we can find some new sponsors now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, God. Maybe we know what the names of those would be, but y'all know, feel <laughs> free to break those out. <laughs> <laughs> Back that ass up. It seems to work. So. Good God. <laughs> Man. Well, if it's one thing you can count on the podcast, is that time after time we will say something dumb as hell <laughs> and go off the rails with some stupid ass tangent. And apparently, we found our moment tonight. So you're welcome, dude. If we could turn back time, I mean, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that, that Kershaw would love love this as well. Anyway, all right, getting getting back to some degree of seriousness. Mark, incidentally, I'm super disappointed. You know what? I'm gonna save that. Remind <laughs> me, remind me that you, you you left something critical out. Okay. Remind me, or just now, you, not, you may not, you may not, you may not want to say it because I, I'd say my, my cut time is coming relatively soon. But okay, all right. Well, then you know all what, right. Mark, I cannot believe with all the other stuff going on that you forgot <coughs> to bring up the fact that the Washington Mystics won their first WNBA championship. It's very cool. That's extremely cool. <laughs> An old Della Don's out there, you know, herniated disc in her back, man, toughing yeah. it out. Toughen it out, Toughen man. it out, man. That's, a, that's awesome. I, I I know nothing about about it, but other than the fact that they won, but that's very cool for Washington, and it was their first title. So, <laughs> dude, the woman wins a WNBA championship with a herniated disc, God. and that's all you got to say. I hope Come she was. On, I hope she was the series. I, I thought you were like the betting king of WNBA. I know, right? Yeah, that that good old single bet that I made in my history. <laughs> I call. It's very humble, ladies and gentlemen. The single bet. He, he, He's very he, humble about that. He is very humble. What's well, kind of funny? I, 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 I'll, I'll find if I need to add on something that I didn't realize. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> are know, they? When, when, wait, I just want to know. I just want to know. Are they doing the electric slide after like as part of the oh, victory oh, celebration? Oh, oh. <laughs> Like, yes. Uh, oh, they for the game. Oh, my brain hurts. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> this close, Shannon. This close. It almost came out. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder, no wonder she had a herniated disc. My God! (laughs) (laughs) 
That's what she said. Oh, there you go. Randy. My, my God. Okay, back to baseball. Quick. <laughs> okay. Mark. Uh, kept me eight in. So hold, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because I I, w- I want to tighten up a thought as far as Kershaw be, being in there at the bottom of the sure. seventh. And I think you can spread a, you can spread some blame out. You can criticize them. Obviously, some of that is because it blew up in their faces. But, I mean, what are you going to do? But recent history, at what point do you have to look at Dave Roberts and say, man, what is going on with some of the decisions, particularly when it comes to pitching? I, I'll say this, uh, JT, uh, Justin. My, uh, you, you guys remember John. Mm-hmm. My buddy, who's a big uh, Redskins fan, big DC guy, uh-huh. and uh, he's he's been to a ton of Nats oh, games man. over the years. Big DC Loyalist fan, and uh, I went over last night to hang out with him for a few innings, and mm-hmm. he told me he's like, he's like, look, and this is bef- I left in the fifth inning, so this is before even Kershaw came in. He said, yeah. look, if we can get Kershaw to come in, and if we're within striking range, we'll be just fine. So I was like, okay, that's cool. So I left when it was 3-0. I got home, it was 3-1. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Kershaw gets out of that seventh inning jam, and I was like, oh, okay, this will be interesting whether Kershaw stays in or if he brings in you know, his normal setup guy, which Mark explained to us earlier. Thank you, Mark. Well, And his save guy. And he kept in Kershaw. And look, most of us that play fantasy baseball, Kershaw has been a fantasy god for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Just one of the best, if not the best, pitchers over the past decade. So, logically, if you're talking about past, mm-hmm. he's been fantastic. But if you think about it... In a way of playoffs, it's kind of like the Peyton Manning early effect. Great in the regular season, sucked in the playoffs. Yeah. Same way with Kershaw. Phenomenal regular season. Has not always been the best in the playoffs, but he's had his moments. Are the Dodgers like our current era's version of the Braves from back in the 90s? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously yeah. at this point, I mean, you can't really say otherwise. Uh, so, so for for me, I, I'll go ahead and quickly answer Matt, yeah. and I'll, I'll just say yeah. my piece on the game, um, and and really answer about Roberts. For me, it it does come down to, to Roberts almost entirely. I mean, I, I I I wasn't. I mean, obviously, I was very disappointed and upset that um, that the Nats had gotten the win uh, for a bunch <laughs> of reasons, uh, but um, I, I but I wasn't just like being one of those like you know raging on Facebook, so social media, just to say it. Right. I genuinely believe that he should and, and does lose his job because of this. I mean, that, that that's just, there's just too much regular season success to, to keep flaming out in the playoffs like this. Um, I'm not saying that's a person doesn't deserve the credit for getting a team to the playoffs that many times in a row, but to flame out this many times to have no rings um, with the team that they've Particularly got. Particularly if you can pinpoint it, decisions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's one thing to well, fall well, short. Yeah, absolutely. But, well, that, right. that's this 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 one. The just absolutely batshit decision to me for this game 
was Kelly not coming out in the tenth and being replaced by by the closer Kenley, Kenley Jansen. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the 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 heart of the Nats lineup is coming up, and Kelly did a great job of getting through um, the last inning with with you know not a lot of pitches, but that's there's just there's no you you're playing for the season life here. You had a small lead for most of the game. You don't have it anymore. Yes, it sucked what happened with Kershaw, but that wasn't the game ruiner. They 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 left it there. Tie ball game. You just still feel like you've got the edge here. You've certainly got better overall bats, and you've got a great bullpen and one of the best closers in the game. I, there's just to me there there wasn't a single question in my mind that we come back for the top of the tenth, mm-hmm. and Jansen's in there. And when I saw it was still Kelly, I was like, what? What is he doing? All right, maybe one batter. Okay, no, he's still still sticking with Kelly. Okay, mm-hmm. well, clearly the, this is backfiring magnificently. This is going to blow up in his face, and <laughs> it's exactly what it did. And just, I mean, how, I don't know how he sleeps after not having made that decision. I don't know. It's just one of those, I, I would think that, you know, a 10-year-old who watches Dodgers baseball would have made that decision. Been like, okay, oh, yeah, it's time to put in Jansen here. <laughs> Mark, Mark, so. I would have made that decision. Yeah, because I, you know because, I, because I would have, I would have leaned heavily on my inside <laughs> insider knowledge by you know you, and I would have been like, Mark, what should we do here? Help me out. Yeah. Help explain, explain <laughs> to me, explain to me, D stat, explain to me, you know. Yeah. But so so to to me that's yeah. If if uh, if ever there were a you know management one on one. You know, how did we F this game up? It, it, it's that Kershaw, yes, he clearly just, you know, it's just, it's a different, it's a completely different mindset coming out of the bullpen. So I agree that, you know, he should have just been, you know, left with that one batter and uh, switched for the next. But that still didn't ruin the game. Yes, it, it, it tied it up. And yes, it was a mistake. Uh, but the massive, you know, just this cannot, you, you don't let that game end without Jansen pitching the 10th against the the heart of their lineup mm-hmm. could could you know they have still lost of course of course i'm not pretending that that you know means that they win but i'm hard pressed to believe that jansen jansen gets knocked around like that and gives up a grand salami that that doesn't happen didn't they walk yeah. soto yes. yes yeah they they intentionally walk soto to get to kendrick yeah which probably i don't know maybe that didn't seem like the worst decision but no, and you're, you're you're trying you're trying to load the bases. You're trying to give yourself a chance at any base. Um, you're, you're you're willing to sacrifice a run for a double play. That that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Yeah, Kendrick is certainly doesn't have the same power that that Soto has. Um, but uh, yeah, that that backfired immensely. Kendrick's never been known to be a power hitter either. He was more no. of a speed guy. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I just think he he was just ready for it. He he worked a good count for himself, and he just did not miss. And and. Um, uh, you know, as, as the guy living in the district right now, I, I'm very happy for my Nats. You know, my Nats loving friends. Obviously, they're ecstatic. Uh, obviously, it's highly entertaining that you know to to, to laugh at Bryce Harper and and all that all that jazz. Um, it's and, a little um, bit cold. It's a little bit cold, but I mean, it, it's that, definitely cold. But it's it's pretty hilarious. That was fan uh, heartbreak, though. I mean, a lot of people people loved that guy. Sort of. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. you know, and, and, maybe and he I, drove some I, people I mean, nuts, but. Yeah, and you, you kind of even love, love to hate them as as, yes. as rival teams, you know, and rival fans. Um, I I'm a mixed bag on him. I, I remember I, I think I shared I read some funny stories about him being in like a 
the Smithsonian while he was here in DC. And uh, like he was standing near some kids who were like wearing his jersey and like Nats gear, and they didn't even recognize him. And they were talking about like how much they love Harper and stuff like that. And so he got like some selfies, like just kind of like <clears throat> posing around the kids. And then finally was like, "Oh, hey guys, I'm Bryce Harper." <laughs> um, <laughs> but I don't. I mean, so I, I don't know that he's a bad guy. I don't, <laughs> no, anyway, I, I, don't I, I don't think he's. he's a, it's I, not, I, it's not even a matter. Of, it's not even a matter <laughs> about somebody being and, a bad guy. It's it's just you know I, I think when you make that much money, you're gonna you're gonna get you know knock down a few if you know I mean, this, that's just it's amazing that's you know <laughs> they never got this far when he was here and then all of a sudden you know philly was expected to do huge things this year as they had a you know massive pitching and batting roster and they flame out like they did and now the nats are where they are so you know it's just it, it you can't it can't ignore it no, I mean, it, it, there's some people would view it as, you know, poetic justice or baseball karma, that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it's just sometimes it's funny how how things play out. Um, yeah. I loved that one tweet that somebody had. Uh, and it was obviously a Nats fan. And it was a Harper jersey and they had duct taped this thing that just says. So you're looking at the back of the jersey. It says Harper is watching from home. You know what I mean? That's the that's the duct tape on the back. I thought that was yeah. hilarious. Okay. And I think there's a certain part of you, when you're a fan of a team, um, if if you just, you know, if you draft a player and they grow into being a superstar, there might be some humpy, bumpy, herky-jerky moments and whatever. But when if you feel like they spurned your team just for money, it's really tough. So when you then buttress him, you know what I mean? Like you follow up the fact he leaves – <laughs> and you have this kind of a, a run, particularly given how awful the beginning of the season was, and people were probably about were ready to punt the team, give up on the team, DC sports, suck hole, whatever. That's a hell of a thing. That's a hell of a turnaround. And so I think there's a there's a certain bit of you go from fan bitterness to kind of like fan F you, dude. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> ha ha. Uh, and you take some satisfaction in that. Now, you know, I don't have anything against Harper. He's got a he's got a hell of a head of hair. His his, you know what I mean. His helmet flying off celebrations are kind of entertaining. Whatever, I mean. You know? But the thing is, he did turn down three hundred million from the Nationals. Yeah, yeah. So there is that. I mean, they did offer him thirty million a year for ten years. Sure. A lot of dough. Down. A lot of dough. A lot so of dough. for sure. But uh, you, you I mean, turn it down and. Hey, quite frankly, Juan Soto, at his age, much better than Harper. So oh, I think I, oh, sure. I think I think they're coming out ahead. Yeah, no, at this I mean, clearly well, at this point, oh, um, I, I mean, know it, you know, Soto and Rendon are two just incredible bats. They're great to have in the center of that lineup. They still, you know, certainly off season they'll need to, you know piece together a little more of that bullpen. Mm -hmm. But um, Scherzer, you know, he's coming down probably last last year or two, I would think. But they're uh, but they're they're in they're in very good position moving forward and, you know, having gotten past the team that I thought was basically a shoe in to get to the World Series. Mm -hmm. I mean I, I certainly I, I hate saying it, but I mean I, I, I really like the Nats chances against the the Cardinals. I do too. But by, by the way, is it me, or does Rendon look like he's high all the time? No, that's Troy Aikman. <laughs> Troy Aikman looks high all the time. Well, him too. I mean, <laughs> good old Franken hands. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like that dude. That dude. It doesn't matter what the situation is. He is so chill. 
Yeah. I mean, and, and, and yeah, I mean, yeah, I, mean <laughs> I was going to say maybe he is. I know he's not, but he, I mean, maybe he gets himself in a, a high Zen like mindset because he, he's just so cool and calm in any batting scenario. And, um, he, he's just ridiculous. I mean, I, 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 I have watched him before, but I feel like I never like really watched him as much as I did this season. And, um, yeah, he's an incredible piece of that lineup. So, um, like I said, very extremely happy for, you know, all my Nats loving friends up here. And, yeah. uh, yeah, at this point I, I'm not saying this is a shoe in, but I think there's a very good chance for them to, you know, to, to win maybe even fairly handily. I, I'm going to say maybe, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think they get it done. Wow. Real quick, right. in reference to uh, yeah. Dave Roberts and what Mark said, uh-huh. Jorge Castillo, the Los Angeles Times reports that Dave Roberts will indeed return as a team's manager in 2020, according to two people with knowledge of the situation. I'm surprised, but... Yeah. Steady hand, I suppose. <laughs> Sometimes you, you're just in a scenario where you go, why can't we get over the hump? Right? Why can't we get over the hump as, as an organization, as a team? And th- there's something there. I mean, to be as good, clearly, that, I mean, th- they're an incredible team. Yeah. I meant to text my sister. Actually, I did message my sister after the game. I have not heard back from her. Why? <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't said anything. Uh, the Dodgers, by the way, first team with 105 or more wins to fail to advance to a league championship series since 1995, which was the first year of the divisional series. Uh, they had a franchise record 106 wins. So, hell of a regular season. Um, Kershaw, by the way, as phenomenal as he has been in the regular season, 9-11 and 11 in the playoffs, which is rough. He's never given up back-to-back home runs in the regular season, but he's done it twice in, in the, the postseason. Yeah, which is rough. And I don't, I don't know how many pinches that guy has thrown in his life, but I thought I, thought I heard somebody say like 34,000. Yes. I mean, it, it, yes. it's a monstrous amount. I, I think a lot of people they they have like sports fan empathy. Even if you're not a Dodgers fan, you have some empathy for that guy to yet again oh, be in sure. that. And I, I think that does have to go on Roberts. Um, and yeah. to me, and to and me, I, to me, part of the you know, given his history, if he closed out an inning, get him out of there. Like that, to me, that's going. Thank you for getting it done, for coming in and doing that. And you're not saying before anything bad happens, but realistically, in your head, you have to go. Well, before anything bad happens, let's get him out. Because you know what I mean, or you've got a two-run lead. Hey, setup guy. Yeah, let's go. Come on and down. And if he doesn't get it done, we got our closer. Yeah. So the grand slam, by the way, uh, that was the second extra inning grand slam ever hit in a postseason game, and the first one that was ever done on the road. So that's some pretty rarefied error. Yeah, and I, I, I was just gonna say real quick about yeah. Roberts. I mean, I. I I've, I've got, you know, Dodgers aren't in, you know, the NLE. So uh, other than playoff time and uh, when Chase Utley tried to, you know, take out our second baseman, mm-hmm. um, I don't really give too much of a shit about them one way or the other. But um, I am usually the guy who's like managers in all, in all professional sports, I'd say, especially NFL, but really all sports. I'm the first to be like, all right, the, the manager, coach, whatever they're called in the, the league, they're too quickly fired they're too quickly scapegoated mm-hmm. um but i mean as you're saying a team this this talented who's you know gotten to the playoffs this many times in a row without you know a, a ring to you know celebrate it 
I mean, as much talent as there there is there, I mean, I, I'm just I'm just shocked that they don't want to you know say all right, well maybe this is the variable that's you know what's the one consistent variable, you know, over the last uh, I think it was been eight years in a row now they've made the playoffs, I believe either seven or eight. Um, I'm I'm just really surprised. I, I you know again like I said I, I feel like I'm usually the guy who's like all right I mean think about the I mean I'm thinking about NFL and like Schottenheimer and the times he got you know tossed and you know from teams that he really had had pretty good success with. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like what what is what is this team doing? I mean they're just you know shaking things up to shake things up. But uh, I feel like Robert's been given more than enough <laughs> chances at this point. To get um, it done, yeah. But yeah, a couple of things um, to mention in passing. There's a difference between being productive uh, and being a stat patter and being clutch. And there's lots of players, you know, and lots of teams that when there's not a lot of heat, they look pretty good. Uh, or they're front runners or regular season, you know, they have regular season success. And there are players that are stat patters. Kirk Cousins, I'm looking at you, bud. Um, uh, yeah. And then there are people that when it matters the most, when it's, you know, just when it's, when it's go time, when it's show time, there are just certain organizations certain teams sometimes it's just for a year um and certain players that they're they're just they're just big in big moments you know and i i think you just have to wonder what it would take for the dodgers to get over the hump and and just i don't know i i have no attachment to them my heart does not break i haven't heard from my sister since the since the game (laughs) so i don't know how she's taking it but I, I wonder on some level when you think back to what the Nats didn't accomplish with Harper, I'll, I'm curious to see how the rest of his career unfolds. He certainly has produced a lot, but him personally, obviously not like he's been <laughs> awash in postseason success. And that's also true for Kershaw. And that's unfair, right? That's unfair. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a vicious thing, but not everybody can be Joe Montana. Not everybody can be Big Shot Bob. I love Robert Ory, by the way. Uh, you know, just big shots, big moments and delivered. And there are people that just for whatever reason seem to do it. And then there are other people that for whatever reason seem to, it just doesn't happen for them. And it's strange. It's strange to me. Uh, the and Nats- it's cruel. And I was gonna. I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I was no, just gonna okay. say. I think it's it's cruel, and that I feel like whenever I've heard somebody, you know, say an a, elite in any sport talk about it, you know, after their career. I mean, the ones who had phenomenal regular season careers but never walked away with a ring. I think they would give up just about any, you know, bam. They'd, they'd maybe even be like a, I mean, I maybe not a career scrub, but an average. Say they turn turn themselves into an average career player but get one ring they they take that in what do you think dan marino would trade for a super bowl title <laughs> just about anything you know i mean at one point of course there were like sixty thousand yards nobody's catching that <laughs> <laughs> oh, well you know now he's like now he's gonna end up being like twenty thousand yards behind people which is insane it's insane but the nats by the way became the first team in major league history to rally from three or more runs down twice in elimination games during the same postseason so one thing about that is that, and this is very real in sports, if your team has a belief, and you're talking about staying in the fight, I don't know what's going to happen with the Nats going forward. Maybe maybe they'll beat the Cards, maybe they'll end up in the World Series, maybe they'll win the damn thing. Who knows? To be determined. But when a team that's got some talent has belief, they can be very dangerous. You know, And it's one thing I think is very real whether it's hockey, whether it's baseball, whether it's football, you, you know, if you play your best at the biggest moments, 
and you don't give up when you get a little beaten down and you got fight in you, interesting things can happen. And so that's one thing I appreciate, regardless of the fact that we're in Richmond and we're relatively close. Um, I'm not a Nats fan, so I don't have a dog in the fight. But I'm vested in the story because I find it tremendous if they turn us around for what they've already done to see what they can do next. But for them to have belief, even if they're down a little bit, for them to have the belief that they can come back and get it done is a huge feather in their cap. That's monstrous. So we'll see how that plays out. But, Mark, I meant to say earlier, always think back to Tiki, the whole Tiki Barber thing with the Giants. Good player. Very good player. But, of course, he leaves, and then what do they do? Go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you have to wonder if sometimes you're, if you're the player that leaves and then your team gets over the hump, or you're like, man, you assholes. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be some little bit of bitterness. as a, Right? Oh, sure. Has to be. But also – Sure, but also, I, I, you probably heard me say this before, but after A, the shit he did to his wife, and B, the shit he talked about the Giants, screw him. Different. Well, yeah, he. I mean, he's not a good guy. I mean, it's kind of hard to defend him on that, and, but, that, and that's but, fair. But Just talking about the sports. Just yeah, talking about I, the I sports thing. It, it's funny how that works sometimes, though. It's yeah. it's the old proverbial, and it's cliche, the, the you know, addition by subtraction. And sometimes team chemistry or just people that are clutch – um, or, or whatever it is, man, things are just different. And um, it, it, it's funny how some things just don't seem to work out for certain organizations or certain players or certain teams, you know? Um, and then I think it gets in their heads. And I, it, it's, like the, it's like the Bills back in the day. I mean, that, that like, you know, their first Super Bowl was the closest one, and then they just got their asses handed to them the rest of the way. But at one point, does it get in your head, Right. At what point do maybe the, the Dodgers need a different manager to almost have like a mental cleansing? If they can't get it done with Robert, like how do you how do you find a way to get it done with him? How does Kershaw find a way to get it done? How do you set them up for success? Because I feel that Robert set him up for failure. How do you set him up for success? How do you how do you change your mindset? Can they do that with Roberts? Right. I don't know. That that's that's tough. That's tough. Oh well, I'll enjoy whatever ride the Nats give us in this area i'll have fun with it so absolutely and kendrick and, and i realized good job uh, go ahead that was impressive and i, I realized that because i felt like maybe you were just reading off your notes i want to make sure you you understood so the thing about the the home run coming into extra innings uh-huh. um that is just like the baseball version of overtime overtime, in, uh, overtime. basketball or football yes, so yes. because the score was tied after the ninth inning they have to go to extra innings and so then the home run came in extra innings and I just want to make sure that was clarified. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I appreciate but you're on you're on stage three. It's wow. three. That's that's all. That's all. I will say, um uh, uh, I, I like how the Dodger fans went full exodus <laughs> so quickly. But so, that, so lame. That, so lame. That, that that that's really weak. That's really weak. You know. Weak sauce. That that's come on, man. You you know that it's in their heads. You know that it's in their heads. Oh sure. I don't remember seeing Braves fans checking it. I mean, there were memes about it. I don't know how quickly people left down in Atlanta, right? Not sure, but I think I, I think I would have gotten a ha- like I could I could understand somebody leaving after a ten a, a ten you know ten run inning. I can kind of get that maybe, but right. at the end of the game, come on, man, come on, man, you got the bottom of the inning, you big bunch of pussies, stay. Yeah. What the hell, man? And you got to the Nats have a, a rough bullpen, <laughs> and uh, you got plenty of bats. Give give it a, yeah. give them a chance. Then then give them a get shot. The, the Dodge. 
Lame. Give him a shot. Lame. I don't know. I, like, I've been to enough bad football games that sometimes I'm like, I should just leave. And then there's a part of me that's like, well, I paid for these tickets. And let me see if they do anything else. And maybe there'll be something interesting that happens at the end of the game. You know? So I, I'm usually not a big proponent of, the, of busting out. But, like, watching the watching that game, like, people, like, a lot of them started checking out, like, right <laughs> like right at, at the moment of that. Then they're like, nope. All right. I'm out. Uh, other thing I thought was funny. I don't remember who hit it. But when the when, – uh, I wish I could remember the guy's name. But the Dodgers came out looking like they were like, yeah, this dude just hit a home run. And it was like, I don't know, 10, 10 feet short maybe. <laughs> Premature celebrate. Dude, they were so ready to celebrate. They were so ready, man. Not, nope. Nope. Not happening. All right. Um, I'll, I'll ask this, Mark. I know you need to get out of here. But I'll ask this. Nats cards. Why do you think the Nats – why do you give the edge to the Nats? Just give me your um, rationale. Well, it's it's another series where, you know, ironically, I, I, I kind of hate both teams. Uh, <laughs> uh, I always have to hate the Cardinals because uh, Yadier Molina has just made a career out of, you know, devastating the Mets whenever, you know, he comes up to bat uh, against them. Um, but, uh, no, I, I don't know. I just, I mean, I think momentum, obviously, I mean, that's that's such a huge win to get through an elimination game like the Nats just did. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to love their momentum now. I recognize the Cardinals, you know, won an elimination game uh, against a very good Braves team and won it, you know, handily. I, I fully recognize that. But I don't know, in a weird way, I just almost think that was maybe too easy for them. I, mm-hmm. Again, not pretending that they're going to come into the, the series thinking the Nats are going to be an easy, you know, easy victory. But I don't know. I just I just think that I, I, like, I like this Nats batting lineup better. Mm-hmm. Um, I like their starting pitching better. Mm-hmm. I think the Cardinals may have a slightly better bullpen. I'm not quite as familiar with it as I, maybe I should be, but um, I don't know. It, it, it'll be a good series. I mean, no, no, nobody is likely going to just stomp all over the other team, uh, but I don't know. So I just I, I think I, I largely give it to the Nats based on just thinking they've got a whole lot of mojo and momentum, you know, flowing with them from uh, beating <laughs> the team that again I just thought was basically going to have a cakewalk to the World Series. I just thought with, you know, Bellinger and, and, and all the bats they've got up and down that lineup. Um, I don't know. I thought it was going to be a cakewalk for him, and it sure as hell was not. The playoffs, man. You get some wild stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, again, stuff. as I've said before, I still say that's uh, put them in the World Series against really any AL team. But for me, I still strongly think it's the Astros. And I think the Astros or the Yankees beat them pretty handily. But we'll see. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, maybe you'll appreciate this. Maybe not. Look, I know it's no Boston, Massachusetts kind of zone. But I think it's funny in the land of the Dan and the Suckville that is the Washington Redskins. How hilarious would it be for the Capitals to get a cup? Obviously, the I mean, the Mystics. Come on, guys. Washington Mystics bagging that WNBA championship. How wild would it be for the Nats to somehow, by the grace of the sports gods, deliver a title? I mean, I can't imagine the Wizards doing anything ever, but you never know. Um, (laughs) You never know. But, like, how hilarious would it be for, like, all these, like, everything else to be successful (laughs) other than the Redskins? Like, (laughs) that's almost like sports cruelty. Yeah, a little bit. D- DC DC United and the MLS, they're they're pretty good. Now they got uh, Wayne Rooney. Yeah, like I I definitely uh, don't follow football, <laughs> other than the football. World Cup and when it's the you know 
<laughs> Once every four years, I'm like, yay. Other than that, I'm yeah. like, whatever, man. But <laughs> I just, I, it, I mean, just it would be so funny. It'd be so funny in a weird way. Anyway, we'll no, see how we, we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how it plays out. Um, I know you got to get out of here, and we'll take a break and do segment two. We'll get out too, uh, or get out as well. And I will be mindful anytime I ever talk about eating. I will be much more careful how I phrase anything when it comes to that guy. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I'll have to be much more careful because you guys are a bunch of perverted assholes. Uh, takes one to know one, man. I know. That's right. Well, of course, we were throwing out vibrators and electric slides, and we're talking about the Washington <laughs> Mystics. So See? that was kind of that was really kind of a shysty dickhead thing to do. That was terrible. It was funny as hell, though. <laughs> I'll give it that. But yeah, Nothing new with this podcast. <laughs> That's right. Mystical baby. <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, everybody has their stretching routine. I'm just saying. Got to warm up somehow. <laughs> anyway, so wrap-up thoughts on any anything NFL-related before before we wrap up, just uh, just for you, Mark, or anything else that maybe you wanted to throw in before you got out. And I know that the countdown timer is on for your new house. I'm look, I'm excited to get to come up and visit you guys. That'll be uh, fun. Very much so. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I guess we if we uh, get get another recording in next Thursday night, that might be the last time I ever record in uh, this uh, this this place. So, yeah, it's pretty wild, and that's uh, it's keeping me pretty busy. But uh, hey, um, Giants, yeah, they played they played tough tonight, at least mm-hmm. in the first half uh, against the Patriots, and uh, obviously we'll be putting those up later. But uh, you know, I I enjoyed it enough, and I, I'm proud of the defense holding strong for for a half and uh, had some moments. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, playing with as depleted an office as they have right now. So, um, yeah, but um, no. Uh, yeah, I'll let y'all, y'all handle the rest of the NFL stuff. Fair enough. Okay, nobody else had anything to say. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were just talking, like, for Mark since he was actually <laughs> no, like, cutting out. Mark's wrapping up a thought, and then, like, everybody else is just, it's just like, dead silence. <laughs> <laughs> No, me and Randy are being entertained right now. And what are y'all looking no, at? Porn? I'll, I'll, looking at Shannon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what? Did Shannon? Did Shannon pass out? Yeah, he's pretty passed he out in his chair. Oh, fall out of his chair for a moment there. Yeah, we were. Let's, let's look at Shannon. Let's see if I can get back to uh, get back to the. Call. Oh, oh, oh! Wow. Oh, oh man. <laughs> That's how Dodgers fans were the other night. <laughs> Holy crap! Shoot, I would say that, that's how, that's how Braves were fans were the other night. After the first inning, now, the, yeah. the, once he falls out of the chair, then he's in Braves fan land. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, there it is. All right, Mark, we we'll go get some rest. Like we'll take a break, um, and we'll come back and wrap up some stuff. But uh, as always, keywords are sports and brew. Um, we we love the sports. We love the brew. And uh, you know, at the next wedding, just remember when it's the electric, when it's time for the electric slide, just think about the uh, the layers, the nuanced levels of meaning to the lyrics of that song. Yeah, party ride. Anyway, Mark, good to get you up, get some rest. We'll catch you next week. 
from all of us. Yes, sir. Yeah, we'll stretch your legs for a couple minutes. We'll be back. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, LiveSportsCaster.com, our home feed on Podbean, any other, uh, any other number of other rando services that pilfer our podcast from our news feed. Uh, why not? What the hell, man? <laughs> and enjoy the beers. Enjoy the weekend. We'll catch you. We'll ca- Mark, we'll catch you next week, bro. Yes, sir. All right, man. Cool. We'll be right back. Peace <laughs> out. Peace out. Yes, sir. Had to stretch our legs for a couple of minutes, but we are back. Unfortunately, it looks like uh, Shannon is is playing like uh, like pass out party by himself. So we'll see, we'll see if he wakes up uh, during the course of uh, part two of the podcast. But uh, that's okay. Them's the breaks. That's what happens, man. We got so carried away with everything else, we uh, didn't get to enough football. I guess uh, Shannon just couldn't handle that with uh, on beer number five. That's okay. Actually, he finished beer number five. He was working on six. Oh, he's working on beer six. Oh my God, no freaking, yeah. no freaking wonder. Well, look, I tell you what. Let's uh, we'll give give some appreciation to a couple of games, and then we'll just kind of do some wrap up thoughts and get out. We probably touched on it a little bit at the end, or when we recorded the other week. But uh, again, kudos to the Seahawks for polishing off the Rams. Um, just a couple of things that are fascinating to me. Golf, by the way, zero for two in the last two games, and he's thrown for over nine hundred yards, and they've lost both. That's incredible. It's because they're playing from behind. I know. It's just been it's crazy to just see this team struggle so much to actually play defense. Well, and they've lost Clay Matthews for I think a month or so with a broken jaw. And yet again, Clay has one of those really awful, atrocious <laughs> penalties. Uh I don't know. I'd like to see that stuff get ironed out. But He looked at me, flag. I know. Sorry, he touched me. Flag. What are you going to do? Um, so we'll say I'm kind of curious to see uh, the Seahawks and the Browns and then how the Rams look going forward. Uh, I've been a little disappointed in their defense. But, you know, it's funny for all the gloss we gave the Rams last year. You think about the things that's different or the things that are different, particularly for when it comes to that division with the 49ers because they didn't have Garoppolo last year. So, I'm not saying the Rams weren't a good team last year. They were. They made it to the damn Super Bowl. But, clearly, given how the 49ers have played so far this year, not having Garoppolo and them just kind of being out of the mix last season helped the Rams a lot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I'm curious to see how, the, how that division plays out with Seattle, with the Rams, with the Seahawks. All three of those teams aren't making the playoffs. So I'm curious to see no. which, because you'll. I think it'll be at least it'll be the division winner and one wild card. I would expect out of that division. So I'm kind of curious who ends up missing out on that. Um, but Russell Wilson, yeah, because a couple of teams would have to fall off just absolutely atrociously yes. to to get all three teams in. Oh yeah, I, I mean that, that's so unlikely. That's so unlikely. I would certainly expect two. Um, your division winner and then a wild card out of that out of that one, but we'll see how that shakes out. I do think the Forty Nineers are, are are one of the you know one of the nice stories out of the you know out of the gate for the season, and some of that is certainly following up all the love and all the gloss that McVay and the Rams got, and maybe people forgot what you know how good of a coach Kyle Shanahan was, and you got some reminders, and we can appreciate the run game, which I forget the the sheer amount of yardage they had against Cleveland, but they picked up an ass load of <laughs> rushing yards. Uh, uh, 275 yards. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's obscene. 
but a great start for the 49ers this year. First 4-0 start since 1990, which was Montana's last healthy, not his last mm-hmm. season, but his last healthy season with the Niners. Uh, and they've run for some, some a little bit over 800 yards in four games. I mean, that's that's commitment to it, and that's having some talent and certainly some scheme. They've got they've got a lot of nice pieces, and if the defense if the defensive line can get pressure like that, yeah, buddy, you know we're still at a point where you're trying to figure out how good teams are. Uh, you're seeing that with how the Cowboys have struggled, and you will see that as teams get through you know, week five, week six, week seven, you get a much better feel because you also start to see the teams that aren't good. And so there's certain victories and certain games you're going to look back and be like, oh, well, no wonder they lost or, oh, no wonder they won. You know, it it doesn't mean as much if they beat up on somebody and that team turned out to be a, you know, tomato can, but still a good start for the Niners. And I don't quite know what to make out of the Browns. Certainly they're inconsistent. Their line has to do a much better job of protecting Baker. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he got swallowed up by the 49ers defense. Uh, he was 8 for 22 for 100 yards with two picks, which is atrocious. His passer rating of 13-4, it would have been better had he just spiked the ball into the ground on every single snap. <laughs> I mean, More than likely. No, I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's true. His passer rating would have been better if he had just spiked the ball into the ground the entire game. That's terrible. Oh, and he fumbled twice. <laughs> and he got pulled in the fourth quarter. So, the 49ers defense, by the way, is the only uh, they're the only NFL team that has not allowed a rushing touchdown. I mean, that that's it. And that's they deserve credit for that. Uh Nick Chubb who's had some nice moments was largely a non-factor. Uh granted some of that may have been game script game, you know what I mean? By the time they're down big, it's not like they're going to be handing the rock off to Chubb to tote it all the time, but still and I enjoyed, again, I enjoyed Bosa rocking the flag planting celebration. I thought that was a hoot. Nice callback. So, you know, Cleveland's just perplexing. I think they're still going to win some games that we probably expect them not to, and then they're going to drop some games we think they shouldn't, and they'll be right around the you know, middle of the pack unless they really figure it out as the year progresses. They just look like they, just, they have too much drama, um, and they're just inconsistent. But I don't know. So any tie-up thoughts on the 49ers, Randy? Well, unfortunately, uh, two big injuries coming mm-hmm. out of this game. Uh, losing Kyle Juszczyk for four to six weeks with yep. the sprained MCL. And right tackle Mike McGlinchey's out four to six weeks. Um, he's going to get his knee scoped. Mm-hmm. So basically we're going into this Rams game with outer two starting tackles. That's and our, you know our all-purpose fullback who can pretty much do it all. Do it all. I'm not going to lie. lie. I'm going to miss those big-ass stiff arms. Yeah. Well, uh, they got enough other backs that they can certainly scheme. I thought I saw a thing that they play. They have two backs on the field more than anybody else in the league. Yeah. Doing two two back sets. Yeah. They run a lot of two tight ends, fullback, halfback Mm -hmm. um, sets. My biggest concern this week, and I mean, I know I, I actually picked the Rams. Then, and the only reason I actually did this was, you've got the Rams losing two in a row. Mm-hmm. Their backs are against the wall right now because you can't lose a division game at home to go to for your third straight loss. That so, and plus the Niners' offensive line not being fully healthy, 
I feel like that plays against them a little bit. It does. But if the, but if the Niners can actually establish the run game, get in Goff's face, make mm-hmm. him throw just random passes and you know, cause turnovers, sure, there's a really good chance we can win this game. I'm just more concerned about will uh, will the Rams get Gurley going? Will mm-hmm. they get a lot of pressure on Garoppolo, forcing him into mistakes. Mm-hmm. And given the state of the offensive line, I think that's a possibility, especially since I don't know who's going to be blocking Aaron Donald at this point. Donald's a beast, man. I mean, th- that guy is, is such a dominant, elite-level talent and player that, you know, like he's one of those guys you have to scheme against him, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, and they certainly have uh, – they should have a fair amount of motivation given the last couple of weeks. So we'll see if they can rise up and handle that. Plus, I think it's a, it's an important litmus test for the 49ers. I, I don't know. You know, Cleveland's just weird. Uh, you know, they can give you a game where they look incredible. It's just so it's so funny to think of, of how they, you know, one week they're beating the hell out the Ravens. Next week they're getting their asses completely handed to them. I don't know if they sniffed themselves too much or were too busy glossing up. Or what? But I mean, the Forty Nineers just took them to the damn woodshed, dude. And uh, you know, it's it's hard to take a team sick to really view them as a legitimate contender if they're that inconsistent. And the Browns are, are wildly inconsistent. And uh, you know what I mean? It's just as you get later in the year, the weather gets colder. You get to the playoffs, man. Teams that have good line play, it really separates a lot of things out. Whether it's how they can play defense, how they can attack somebody, or how they can run the ball. Or how they can ball, you know what I mean? How they can ball control, just different things. If your lines suck, it's really it, good luck getting much of anything accomplished. It's just, that's a tall order. Well, it's just like playing against Tampa Bay in week one and then having Tampa Bay come out and whoop you know, the Rams. It's, it's just having a team that's very consistent. We have proven that we can own the AFC North, so I'm pretty – so we'll see what somewhere. happens there. I mean, the next four games – you know, Rams, Redskins, Panthers, Cardinals. So by the time half we're halfway through the schedule, I'd be happy with six and two. I mean, hell, we've already got as many wins as we had all of last season, yeah. so I'm happy at this point. Mm-mm. Even even really really good to great football teams lose three or four. Yeah. You know, over the course of the year, it's just what do you look like? What are your weaknesses? How do you improve? And I think some of the 49ers' strengths are conducive to some late-season success. But, obviously, injuries are going to factor into that. Uh, so, we'll see if that shakes out. So, I don't know. But, uh, hey, if, if they're struggling, at least they can make up for it when they get the Redskins. Look at the bright side. <laughs> I tell you, for, well, I remember we were talking about the survivor pool earlier uh-huh. tonight. That Seattle-Cleveland game scares me. Because I, I think Cleveland could come back, and I think Cleveland could sniff one out against them. Maybe. See, Seattle's a little bit weird. Sometimes they, they can play up, play down, you know what I mean, to yes. their competition. We'll see. And it's in Cleveland. And it's in Cleveland. That also matters. Also matters. Oh, hey, Siri, I was not talking to you, so I don't need fun facts from Cleveland. Thanks. <laughs> Are there fun facts from Cleveland? I don't think so. Factory of Sadness. Whoop, whoop. Uh, Whitfield, and let, let's shift real quick to this whole Packers Cowboys thing. I got to admit, again, you know, I said earlier uh, in segment one how much satisfaction I derived from that. A, because the Redskins fan of me goes, yay, the Cowboys lost. And then in this case, the Packers fan of me is like, hell yeah, the Packers went down and beat your ass. Um, that was pretty wild. 
Uh, Aaron Jones, by the way, the first first player ever, ever, to have four rushing touchdowns against the Cowboys. They've never, nobody's ever done that against them. Nope. Kind of I heard that. I yeah. was actually a little bit surprised by that stat. Yeah, well, you know, you just figure at some point somebody along the, along the line had done that, but nope. 60 years, yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was pretty quality. Although I'm a smidge disappointed that Green Bay let him back in late, but you just figured at some point it's late. Maybe you, you defend him a little differently. Some of the some of the things that had gone against them, you figure maybe they'll get a break or two. I mean that that touchdown to Cooper was Cooper was incredible on that that 53 yeah. yard touchdown. But there's a couple of stats that are really really significant from that game, uh, and one is um, here we go. See Dak Prescott, who I again I like Dak. I don't love Dak. I like Dak, and I think he's a good to very good quarterback. But if you can't beat winning teams, which he hasn't consistently been able to do, then you're not. You know what I mean? You're not on. You're not next level. You're not that thirty-five to forty million dollar no, range. No. no, Dak Prescott didn't have a single passing yard on third down at all in that entire game. Mm. that's incredible since Mm. since 2017 against winning teams prescott's five and nine 23 touchdowns 18 turnovers and he's been sacked 40 times good lord that's rough that's rough so and you, you can fault the cowboys for lots of things but i believe zeke is you know certainly top three caliber running back yeah. in the league yeah they have a good line if now granted they got some injuries so that's going to factor into that both their tackles were out both yeah. tackles were out i mean that that that's a tall order let's be honest and he had a couple of bad breaks uh i think one of those was it cooper that that was it Cooper that the ball bounce off cooper's hands i don't know one of yeah. those one of those picks was kind of fluky uh but things like that happen you know it's football and maybe that's a bad game Maybe we just go, you know what? Green Bay showed up ready ready to roll. They took, they took it to them. They got a couple of breaks. They played big. They had a couple of things go their way, and there you go. I mean, maybe. Sometimes that's just how that is. I didn't realize that Green Bay, they've won. Not only have they won eight of their last nine versus the Cowboys, which is great. They're 5-0. <laughs> oh. They're 5-0 oh at AT&T Stadium. Yes, including the Super Bowl. They're, yeah. yeah. That, that's odd. That's odd. Plus, no Devontae Adams. No Devontae Adams. Yeah. So I figured, I figured they were like, no Devontae, let's run the ball mm-hmm. down their throat. And the one thing about Dallas is if you got a pass catching a running back, mm-hmm. they have issues with them. They have a lot of issues. I mean, a lot of you see a lot of Jalen Smith is able to get mm-hmm. a lot of tackles because that's a lot of teams will run that ball up the middle. Yeah. But like, you got those tight end. I mean, those wide uh, running backs that can catch stuff, they have issues because I don't think they have the closing speed that are outside linebackers that they want. And I think that's why you were able to see Aaron Jones catch like seven out of eight targets for like almost 80 yards, mm-hmm. along with like almost 20 carries for like, I think it was like a buck oh seven. Oh, he had, he had yeah. a great day. He had a great day. Yeah. And it was just like, I, I hear a lot of it where I was like, are the Packers that good? Or is it Dallas that bad? And I think it's a little bit of – I don't right. want to say bad, but I think overrated. Packers are legit. Yeah, I, I think I think most people overrated Dallas a little bit given the start to the season. 
Um, they're at a point now where you look at them and you go, eh, probably not as good as we thought they were. There's upside there. Uh, we don't know what their ce- what we don't know with Dallas is what their ceiling is. I think we have a better appreciation for what their floor is. Right. Uh, and for Green Bay, I think they're still feeling out, you know, that offense and right. the, the new head coach. They've progressed every week, though. Yeah. You know, they've gotten better every week. And, and that's me, what's scary. Well, no, it's good. Plus, the fact that they were able to commit to the run and commit to Jones. He had a lot of success, yes. But that they were able to commit to him and do that. It's nice to see that it doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers. No, you know, and he didn't even have a touchdown. You need to be – well, you didn't need one. I know. You know you need that's just, that's yeah. just mind-boggling. To me, that's great because they yeah. they that game was really about the uh, the run game and then taking advantage of defensive opportunities. Yes, Dallas closed it late. We get that. Um, but Meyer missing a field goal – some of the other issues they had, uh, Dak had three, I think it was three interceptions, which, three. yeah, so that, you know, either matched his career high or is his career high, one of the two. You know, as a Packers fan, I'm super happy uh, as kind of the doing the podcast, looking at it. I'm just, it's just odd to me how, may, how much it appears that we overrated Dak and Dallas, and they've gotten knocked, knocked down a couple of pegs over the past few weeks. Again, I don't know what their ceiling is. Uh, they're better than that. Yeah. Had, oh yeah. They had, oh, some, yeah. they had some bad bounces, but you just to me you just have to you know you have to give credit to Green Bay for just rolling down there. They had good turnout with their fans. You could hear them chanting and cheering. By the way, mm-hmm. um, but I, I think that that's a quality win to go down to go down to Dallas and do that. that that's a quality win. So I think you have to give uh, you have to give kudos to Green Bay. Recognize that they showed up prepared and ready to roll. And if Dal- Dallas wasn't as ready, man, that's on them. So thank you, Green Bay, for giving me something uh, out of the football weekend of fuckery uh, well, that I could hang my hat on. Uh, they were, I think, Dallas was a little, maybe a little bit overrated coming in, mm-hmm. and I think Green Bay might have been a little bit underrated coming in. Could be. Well, they they had gotten torched a little bit on the ground, and I thought that um, I think it was a reasonable expectation to think that Dallas was going to be able to run on them. I mean, Philip Lindsay tore them up a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, it just seemed to me to set up nicely for Dallas at home uh, to go at him with go at him with Zeke. It just didn't really end up that that's, way. That's what – I mean, I forgot what his uh, numbers were, but he mm-hmm. averaged 5.8 yards a carry against Green Bay. I, I think that's what it was. And I'm like – and that's what I, I, I said about going into the week. I was like, if they can ball control this – ball control this game and mm-hmm. – Feeds Zeke, then I think Dallas will probably win it. But if they had to put it on Dak's shoulders, especially with those two corners, I mean, two uh, booking um, tackles being out, and those Smith boys running wild, it was just like they didn't have to sack Dak, but they they had to disrupt Dak. Right. And I think that's what they did. And and that's if you can disrupt him and not. And I remember what was it the first game of the season? Randy and I were sitting there just watching the game. Where's Cooper? Where's Cooper? First read Cooper. First read Cooper. First read Cooper. I still don't think he's that good of a quarterback. I know you said he's good to very good. I'm still. I, I think, think he can be. I'm not saying he's there yet. Yeah, I think his ceiling that that could be a ceiling. But as to to me right now, until proven otherwise, he's a he's a he's a 
top 10 to 15 quarterback. Well, until, until he proves it otherwise, he's Dak Cousins. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Where he, he stat pads against lesser opponents, and then when it's when it's time to really step up, just does. I'm not saying he chokes, but he hasn't delivered against better opponents. He has not consistently delivered, and uh, I lived Kirk. I lived through a lot of debacles with Kirk Cousins as a quarterback. That's a guy that against lesser teams, you're like, yeah, dude, he's put it together. He's figured it out. Woo! And I like Kirk Cousins. I'm I'm not saying this because I'm I'm salty at that dude. I like him, but. You know, if we're talking about being clutch and playing your best in big moments, that ain't Kirk Cousins. Mm-mm. And I don't know. It's not Dak Prescott yet. Do you think, quick question, mm-hmm. do you think if Minnesota did not make the playoffs that, uh, what's his name, the coach Zimmer? is gone? I, I think it's worth having that. It's worth exploring that depending on who would be available. Uh, I don't. I it, it, look. They have too much. They have too much skill, position, talent to right. to waste it. Thielen's Thielen's incredible. Diggs mm-hmm. is incredible, and Cook is Cook is just laying waste. I mean, obviously nobody. I don't know that anybody's been as productive as McCaffrey with with the Panthers. I think I, I could swear I read that he has more yardage by himself than the Jets do entirely as a team. Yes. You read that correctly. I Which, saw that. That's an that's in, just sad. That's an insane statistic, man. That's an insane stat. Yeah, yeah. We'll just have to see how it shakes out. I don't know. I could. I think you can make a case where Zimmer is gone, uh, or they sever ties with Cousins. The second year of that contract, isn't it? Should be a three-year yep. deal. I know it's a three a three year eighty four guaranteed. Yeah. I'm just trying to remember it's the second year. Yeah, it's year, year two. two. It's year yeah. two. Okay. So it would be tough to just cut a guy and eat an entire year of that, but you know what I mean? Like if they if if they under under deliver, underperform consistently in their cousins, that's a problem. Um mm-hmm. scheme and fit and style and all that stuff, that's on that's on the coach. So I think you can make a reasonable argument that if they, you know, falter this year and don't make the playoffs and they're they're just you know full BSE mode, it's probably time for them to go. I like him fine. I never saw him. Yeah, I, I do yeah. too. I've never, but I've never seen him as like a head coach. And he, and he may not material. be. He may not be. Maybe he's better off as a coordinator. It happens. And there's lots of guys that are like, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with being a great coordinator. Yeah. You know, some people just aren't great head coaches. Jay Gruden. Yeah, Jay Gruden. I love that SVP segment where they were talking about the Redskins, and it, it's almost just it's just cruel. It's just yeah. cruel. By the way, oh, my God, Matt, I can't believe we didn't do this. Happy 50th birthday, Brett. Brett Favre. Yes, sir. There you go. Hitting the 50 spot. Oh, that's weird. It could still come back and play if it was non-touched. Yeah, if it was flag football, because uh, flag, if if you can, if you could not touch a quarterback. I mean, damn! With all the you can, you can't touch a quarterback now. Brett could still be playing. <laughs> the yeah. problem is, Brett takes one solid hit; he turns to dust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's fun to think about. It's fun to think about. I still miss him as far as uh, watching him play for sure, but no. I would imagine he he can probably get out there and still sling him around, but you you get a couple of good licks on you, 
most of his body would probably look like his leg did after that Vikings game. Oh my God! You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. Mm-mm. I take him over. There's there are certainly quarterbacks in the league. I'd be willing to take him over than over that. <laughs> Which is Gardner Minshew. No, I like I like Minshew. I like Gardner Minshew. Hey, Minshew Minshew's got uh, it's got something there. I honestly the way he's been playing, I don't I can't see getting Foles the starting job back if he's playing well. Yeah, I feel so bad for Foles too. Uh, every time he leaves Philadelphia, man, it just it just doesn't yeah. work out. It just doesn't work out. Uh, it's a strange thing. It's almost like there's like some weird curse on him. No, I think I, I'm a fan of Minshew. Um, and I feel like, I feel like we've watched enough of him. He's got some of that little sizzle it factor in him. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be a, a good or a great NFL quarterback. Uh, but he looks like he is a legitimate starter in the league. What his ceiling is, is up to him. Uh, but I, like, I, I feel like our sample size is big enough. Now we can look at Gardner and be like, that there's something there. He's better than Bortles. That's for damn sure. Oh, well, I mean, doesn't take much, but still the floater club we dropped the other week was better than Blake Bortles. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and, and another much. thing, since I'm here, Kyle yeah. Allen, if they're successful, uh, and under Kyle Allen yeah. and Cam comes back, do you give it back to Cam? I think a lot of that is the dynamic with McCaffrey and, and maybe the team. I, I don't know how much of this is what they're calling versus them just executing better. It's kind of a an oddball thing, uh, but they have been feeding. I mean, McCaffrey has just been killing it. He is the first player, by the way, since Jim Brown with at least 175 scrimmage yards and a touchdown, excuse me, in four of the first five games. He's on pace for over 2,100 scrimmage yards. That's filthy. That's filthy. But if he's going to... Some special company if yeah. you get there. If, he, mm-hmm. you know, if he's going to do flipping hurdles into the end zone... I know. You know, so he's going to take he's gonna take a lick that messes him up. Uh, he had to go out of that game late. Who was it? Was it Bonifert? Boniford? I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, McCaffrey had to come out of that, for, out of that game for a little bit. But... He's been incredible. He's been phenomenal. And maybe part of the fascination is because it's the white running back, and maybe he's been underestimated in some capacity because he's a white running back. But whatever doubts anybody could have possibly had about him should have long been eradicated. That dude's a gamer. He's, oh, yeah. He's an absolute legit baller. So, But yet Minshew I find interesting. I think that kid's got a future. As far as Nick Foles, yeah, I feel bad for him. Um, if the team responds and plays well under Minshew, I don't know how you disturb that, particularly if they're it, let's say they're in the mix for a playoff spot. Do you want to gamble that on Foles or would you ride the guy that got you, you know, largely got you there? I mean, well, and with the way that division is, you never know really who's going to be the team that's not. coming out of that division. Oh, it's Houston. The Texans O-line is not good. Yeah. No, if they want to trade for uh, you know, Trent, then we can talk. But not there. That's We're gonna, still not trading. Yeah. Well, that, no, they should just tra- they should trade him. I know. I don't know. I guess it's because they have such a great. The Redskins have such a great culture. Yeah. Buddy. Yeah. Such a great culture. Yeah. Such a great culture. And I mean, right back to Kyle Allen for a second. Yeah, it yeah, just yeah. looks like to me that he's running what you think 
a North Turner offense should look like. Yeah, well, versus Cam does. Yeah, you know, I think Cam has a tendency to take too much on himself. And the thing is, if he can't, a couple weeks ago they had the opportunity for him to do a quarterback sneak, and it, you know I mean, he's not the same guy. No, he's not the same guy. He's got problems with his feet. There's just too many layers to his injuries and to where he's at. I don't know. I, I, I guess ride the hot hand. It depends yeah, on the and record. I, I think, I really that's, think that's a mixed do. bag. I mean, I, I think with Cam, if he's back and he's right, if Cam Newton comes back and he is healthy and he is right, I think you have to start him. But you have to know that he's legit right and ready to roll. Because if he's 30% and he goes out there and re-aggravates the injury or does something different, then what did you do? Yeah, but if Cam can't run, and I think that's 70% of his – skill set if he can't run then i don't see well the running i mean i heard somebody say this mm-hmm. year that people believe if it, if and this is coming in the season if cam goes on another injury binge this year mm-hmm. don't be surprised if he retires maybe you know and Maybe. I mean, here's the thing. Newton's taken a monstrous beating since he's come into the league. Oh, yeah. He's been hit, he's been hit more than any quarterback since he's been drafted. But you also got to figure he's had the shoulder surgery. We saw what the toll it took on Andrew Luck just to come back from that. Yeah. Uh-huh. But now he's got the Liz Frank injury as well on top of it. He can't plant. He can't run. This, this is something that's going to take him a while to even – you might as well just shut him down at this point. Mm-hmm. ride Allen out for the year and see what happens just to at least have a chance for Cam to get healthy. Now, I am not the biggest fan of Cam Newton, but I don't I never want to huh. see a player go through this type of struggle because let's be honest, injuries suck. You never want to see a yes. player cut down like that. No, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah, not. It's so it's just one of those things where the smart thing to do would be to shut him shut down, down. Yeah. I agree. And let him get healthy. Well, even that might not work out, but that's very much the Colts' approach with Andrew Luck when he had, you know what I mean, the shoulder problems. It's like, shut him down. Get him right. Get him right. So I mean, it, and Luck showed a lot last year when he came back and was at least, I'd probably guess he was 80%, 90%, because I don't think he was ever 100% last year. Mm-hmm. But we saw that, you know, eventually did take its toll, and, you know, we lost a great quarterback this year to retirement because he just mentally and physically really couldn't do what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And I have a feeling that if they try to rush Cam back, that's exactly what's going to happen again. Didn't they already do that? Didn't they already rush that's, him back? And that's, that's how why we're he in this aggravated the yeah. Liz Frank fracture in his foot. Yeah. So it's like, they've already done that. Right, let me go ahead and scroll up. I'm looking for one thing. I, I did pull this up actually. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, Jaguar schedule going forward. They got the Saints. Mm-hmm. That they'll probably lose that. Bengals win. Jets win. Texans could go either way. Colts could go either way. Titans. Mm-hmm. I like the Jaguars. Bucks. I yeah, like I the Jaguars. That yeah, that kind of good. Because because you don't uh, know what you're gonna get with the Bucks. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. That division could have an eight and eight division winner. Good. Because every team is within one game of each other. The Titans are Jekyll and Hyde. Texans, yeah. I mean, Texans, you don't know what you're going to get because if 
Deshaun gets absolutely hammered, they pretty much are screwed if he gets no time. It's just there's just so many intangibles for that division. You really just don't know who's going to be the division winner at this point. Now, if we get to, say, week 10 and someone has finally taken that step, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. But for now, it's just a crapshoot. Speaking of crapshoot. <laughs> on to the Redskins. On to the Redskins. And the Miami Dolphins, the Tank Bowl, the Redskins and the Dolphins. Can't wait. Can't wait. I don't know if there's enough drugs to <laughs> drugs for anybody to feel like Bart Scott did uh, with that game. That uh, Redskins I, should. You know, should, they're favored. They're favored. Well, this is one of those scenarios where the two teams are so bad Maybe because they're both bad, maybe we'll get a good game. You know how that works out? Sometimes you're like, oh, man, these two teams are terrible. But they end up having a really fun, entertaining game because they're relatively evenly matched. You know, they're not that far away on, on, the, on the scale of fail and the scale of just sucktitude. They're close enough, right? No, that doesn't make sense to anybody? No, I, I does. Could, yeah. Yeah. That, I think the biggest thing here that I'm very curious about with this game is to see the attitude of the Redskins with the coaching change. Yes. Are they are they going to actually come out with some fight in them and actually play hard, or is it going to be one of those where they're just like, fuck my life, I don't care anymore? Yeah, FML. If I would say that's a really, really big risk. Callahan has gone in. He's going disciplinarian. He got rid of music. He changed certain things, doing wind sprints at the end of practice. So he's obviously establishing um, some or trying to establish some identity for them um, and do some things that Gruden wasn't doing. Uh, But I think that's tough as an in-season replacement to come in and all of a sudden be really hardcore about stuff. If the players reject him, then they will lose the lose this upcoming game and they will probably be in a downward slide of fail the rest of the year. If they can't beat Miami, what the hell, you know, what's the point? What are you going to do? I mean, that, that's just full ugly-ass BSE. Look, the Tank Bowl, the Dolphins and the Redskins. The Redskins are 0-5. They've been outscored by 15.6 points per game. The Dolphins are 0-4, and they've been outscored by 34.3 points per game. All right? But And I think another uh, outlier for this game is if the Dolphins truly are trying to tank this is going to show it because tank for two two of the two teams but if you figure their last game they played they were kind of competitive against the chargers for a little bit kind of rosen didn't look too bad they actually was making some plays the problem is is obviously in the end you saw the difference in the talent levels and Mm -hmm. that talent eventually won out yeah which is, you know, over the long run, you'd expect that. You might, they may not hold true to form in a quarter or in a singular game, but over the long run, you'd expect that to go that way. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think Randy's right. If Miami, this will be the game to see if they're truly trying to tank. And I know we say Tua, but a lot of people don't even think Tua's could be the first it, quarterback. It, yeah, it may not be. He's number three. Yeah. It may not be. It depends on who they like. It depends on who they want, and it depends on if they're going to trade the pick. Say so regardless, they're, the way they're going, they're going to get two top ten picks anyway. Maybe yeah, even two top, a top two top fives. You never quite, know, depending on what the Steelers do. Yeah, quite possible. 
you know, maybe maybe this is the classic two terrible teams produce a randomly entertaining and fun game, and it and it might. Um, I'm still of the mindset that if there's anybody that can find a way to lose to the damn Dolphins, it's these. It's, it is the Redskins. It's the 2019 Washington Redskins. They can find a way to lose. Um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't put money on this game in any capacity to save my life. Forget about it. Forget about it. Believe me, I thought about taking the Redskins in the survivor pool, but I'm like, I don't, no. want, I don't want anything to do with them. None. None, none, none. Let's do a couple quick headers and start wrapping up and getting the hell out of here. Let me scroll through my list and see what uh, we haven't covered yet. Ugh, Redskins, Patriots, it's so barf. By the way, you knew it was going to be a crappy day. I love this. So Bill Belichick's talking about the Redskins. It's like, they're a well-coached team. And then <laughs> Jay Gruden's like, we don't have a planet quarterback. <laughs> okay. Thanks for the in- insight, guys. I don't know what the actual percentage was, actual numbers were, but that stadium looked like it was 60 to 70% Patriots fans. It was. If not more. It was so significant that both Belichick and and Brady made remarks to the media about how it felt like a home game. That's disgusting. That's just awful. <laughs> I, I, you know, ugh. I would love to go to. I would. I would love to go to more games than I do. Like legit, I really would. And if I paid for season tickets, I'd go to some more than I do now. Even if I had to hawk a couple of them on the secondary market to offset the price of my tickets, I totally get it. But. Yeesh. And then some of the comments that Allen made after all all the shit that went down with firing Gruden. Oh mm-hmm. yes, are we? You know, we have a great culture here in our locker room. A deuce. Yeah, I'll, whatever. Oh, and the only reason there were so many Patriots fans is because people, the fans, were selling their tickets. So I'm just like, well, yeah, thanks for that. I wonder why they were selling their tickets. Thanks for that, Captain Obvious. It's because they'd rather sell the tickets to somebody that's going to enjoy the game than go there and be in a shit can bag of misery on their own. Come on, duh. I Duh. mean, shitty beer prices, shitty stadium experience, and the team's not doing well. <laughs> Why would you want to go? I mean, let's be honest here. We know the only reason he is still the GM is his political connections to get that new stadium in, uh, uh, at RK. That or he has some incredible dirt on Snyder. No. I, I think the most likely scenario is that, you know, they're trying to play it safe with, with his connections and. That's what makes the most sense. Because otherwise, it's like, come on, the track record with Bruce Allen sucks. Why would you keep that guy? Like, why? Well, and if he's it, always at odds with the coaches. Yeah, it's like he's 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 bringing in players that none of the coaches want. I just can't see how Snyder conceivably could keep him around another year. It has to be about the stadium. It has to be about the stadium yeah. deal. Because otherwise, I just I don't know why you would do it. Just, well, demote him. Make him a special advisor to the owner. Well. And see, the thing is, I felt like you guys were heading in the right direction when you had McLuhan at GM. And oh, God, yes. Because he, he's just that type of guy who's going to get you depth, and he's going to bring in guys that are mm-hmm. going to play hard, that they're not gonna, they might not be superstars right away, but they can develop into that. He was always that type of guy who just had a good eye for talent. Right. And, I mean, look at Seattle and San Francisco when he was there. That's just all you really need to see. Yeah. But now it's just like ever ever since he's let go, where you know, who have you guys really drafted that's really helped that team become better? 
it just seems like a hodgepodge of players like well we this is where we're deficient at so let's just focus on this part of the team well yeah that's where you need you know if you have a strong gm strong president of football operations whatever the title is it's about having a vision it's about working towards that vision consistently and i think you can look at some of the successful teams over the last 10 years whatever some of the teams that have been consistently successful in the nba or excuse me the nfl or whatever sports leagues are i had a brain fart there good god and look think about all the different things that the redskins have tried when you go all the way back to whether it's vinnie serrato whether it's bruce allen whether it's you know now granted he, he inherited norv turner so that's not necessarily a decision that he made but Schottenheimer, I think Schottenheimer is the only person that's 500 or better, and Schottenheimer only got one season. Um, Joe Gibbs, I think Joe Gibbs, his second, you know, his second tenure with the team is underappreciated. But keep in mind, he was 30 and 34 with a pretty marginal roster that survived Sean Taylor's death. And I think, like, and I felt this at the time. At the time. I felt that people would eventually look back and be like, Joe Gibbs got a lot out of what that team was. I agree. But he was brought there to be a like a to try to stabilize things with the organization. And I think he did some of that because he had the gravitas and the pull to do that. Uh, most coaches aren't going to have that. But they've tried everything. They've tried the legend. They've tried the Super Bowl winner. They've tried the you know new coordinator. They've tried the like the rando dude. Jim Zorn was certainly a random dude. Um, when it comes, when it, when it comes to being a head coach, when it comes to being a head coach, random dude, you know, the guy that's just happy to have the job, that was Jim Zorn. You know, I mean, they've tried a lot of different things. What hasn't changed in a long time is certainly the GM. And then what hasn't changed at all is the owner. So until you change, it's kind of hard to change owners. That's all, or governors as the NBA might say, but, uh, Governor. Say it again? I said governor. 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 Yeah. But it, it, it to me, it's clear it's not right. And one of my favorite responses in the whole thing, quite frankly, uh, was SVP. And I, I love Scott Van Pelt. I, that's one of the shows that I enjoy. I, you know, if I had to bo- if I had to, had to give you like a top five of, of shows and people that I enjoy, like Dan Patrick's number one, SVP is probably two. And then I could throw darts and some of the other people that I like. Um, Pardon the Interruption is a show that I'm real big on. But that, I guess that's really neither here nor there. But the, it's just one of my favorite takes on it was SVP. Because like I feel it. Because I feel the same way. You know what I'm saying? And I thought he did a good job of breaking it down. He talks about the coaches. He talks about the culture. talks about you know what, what's happened with the team. Where they've been. Where, where they're at now as a fan where you hope the team can can go moving forward and it's just i joke around about the rage room but it's really hard as a fan it's one thing to be bad it's one thing to lose it's another thing to be dysfunctional or to be incompetent or to undermine your organization or undermine your coaches and it's just you know i i think i feel like with the redskins it's less about anger and more about apathy because that's where they're at. That's how far that franchise has fallen. They're not nationally relevant. They might be nationally known, but they're not nationally relevant. And they're going to have to win to get any of that back. The mystique, the legend, any of those things. I mean, they're, they're done. 
current build of this team, they're done. They're done. Well, and I feel like if they're going to even have a prayer at a new stadium, they have to at least show something. I mean, I get. I, they yeah, I don't even know how Bruce Allen gets that done. I don't know. How, you know what I'm saying? Like, how does Bruce Allen get that done? The team's not good. I don't have an issue with the name, but I know some people do. So you maybe you've got some name controversy. You have a marginal or mediocre or sub. You you have a, a you have poor performance, you know whether it's drafting, team building, rosters, coaching. I mean, it's just everything is just mediocre. Everything with the Redskins is mediocrity. Everything is mediocrity, other than the proverbial wish in one hand, shit in the other, and see which one fills up first. That's the land of Dan Snyder, right? Everything's mediocre. Everything's mediocre. But but what changes? You cycle through all the head coaches. What hasn't changed? Dan and, I mean, it's not Vinny Serrato anymore, but it's the same kind of problems with Bruce. And I don't know. It, it sounds nice to talk about a stadium and getting that done. And I don't like FedEx. Y'all know I don't like FedEx. I think it's a crappy stadium. Uh, I think it's utilitarian and stripped down and basic and ugly. Uh, I, I think it's buried in a parking lot. I'd much rather them be back in D.C., I'd love to see him tear down the old stadium and build a new one there. I think that would be awesome. Get back on the Metro line. Uh, get back, you know, win your fans back over with some degree of competence. It's not just losing. It's not just being bad. It's when fans feel hopeless. When fans feel like they're not listened to. Like the fans aren't appreciated. And that an organization is either stupid or incompetent or... It's almost like they want to fail. I'm not saying the Redskins want to fail, but I think you can look at them and wonder about their competence from an organizational standpoint. Maybe individually, some people are brilliant, but collectively as an organization, not so much. Seen enough, lived enough. It's just, it's rough. It's rough, and it's a shame. I don't know how you get a stadium built. I don't know. How do you convince enough people to deal with them? want to deal with them it feels like a dumpster fire it feels like suck buckets why what i do know is they gave gruden a five a.m roll call to get fired pitiful had to get that uh what, what were they just trying to you know get that set up for the early morning a.m radio Price. stations yeah i guess you know i do think it's fascinating that i don't know if this is confirmed but there's a lot of chatter that daniel snyder is the one that wanted to draft haskins and that Gruden didn't want him, but you know, since didn't was, this happen before with the RG three? Yeah, well, I mean, arguably, you know, I mean, I, I get Haskins was a local kid that went to high school in the area. Sounds nice on the surface, but dude, it's the NFL, brother. You he went know? to high school with Snyder's son. So what does Snyder's son go up in there and be like, "Hey, Dad, this guy's really good. You should put him on the Redskins." I, who knows? Mm -hmm. I I doubt it, but it's just. He's alive. It's, he's alive. It's just dysfunctional. It's alive. It's just more it's dysfunction. Alive. It's just more dysfunction, man. It's more dysfunction. This is the fourth time in five games that the Redskins have allowed 30 points or more. Gross. <laughs> oh, man. The first time in franchise history that New England has won four straight games with at least, or they've had four straight games with at least five sacks. Uh, they're going to get plenty against the Redskins. That is for damn sure. <laughs> Ugh. 
just gross, man. At, at some point, it's hard to be excited. All right, survivable. Survi- Miami or Washington? Um, I'm gonna take the Redskins. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll with that with the idea that they're gonna be pissed and they're going to prove something, and so they're gonna show up and play that. <laughs> but Randy. Uh, well, I mean, I'm already out, so, but, um, if I had to choose between those two teams, I actually would give the edge to the Redskins for similar reasons, just something to prove. Um, you would hope that with Callahan, uh, kind of taking over and trying to change uh, the culture a little bit, see if we can't get a bit of an edge on this team, uh, beyond that. Also thinking that Miami truly is tanking, so mm-hmm. even if uh, that they would, they just find a way to lose. Well, <laughs> tickets to the tickets to that game sell for less than <laughs> than tickets to the local zoo. That's how <laughs> bad that is. Matt, what do you think? Oh my God! Listen to this tweet, man. <laughs> this weekend in South Florida, ticket prices. Heat versus Spurs preseason six bucks, FIU versus Charlotte six bucks, the Florida Panthers versus Carolina seven dollars, Dolphins versus Redskins sixteen dollars. <laughs> All right, the Miami Zoo admission is is twenty three dollars. <laughs> an NFL oh, game, wow. an NFL Damn. game is seven bucks less. That might not sound like a lot, but if you take your kiddo to an NFL game. Seven bucks less per ticket. That's that's essentially beer money. That's essentially beer money. What a great deal. Which you're going to need anyway. Yeah, well, you're going to need that. Cause, <laughs> True story. Yeah, because th- those teams are terrible. They are. The tank bowl. I don't know who. How, yeah, it's just awful. But, again, organizational dysfunction, coaching issues, talent issues, health issues, roster problems, coaching staff problems, all of it. And, you know it's hard to see it changing with Bruce Allen and Snyder still in power and in charge. And Snyder's not going to, he owns the team. He's not going anywhere, but look, here's a question fielded by Bruce Allen after the Patriots, after the Patriots fans took over FedEx field entirely. From Fox five. I don't know if this is a football question, but this is more of a state of the state question. Yesterday, your stadium was pretty much taken over by Patriot fans. The players heard it. The opposing players heard it. The opposing head coach mentioned it yesterday. Mm -hmm. Where we're at right now, can you apologize to the Washington Redskins fans who have been so loyal for so long? And what are you going to do starting today in your capacity to make things better? Well, I I appreciate, uh, Tom, I, I appreciate the fact that the Patriots have a great fan base. And they've had tremendous success, and, and Bill Belichick's probably the best coach in NFL history. So I'm, I'm sure uh, many of our fans put their tickets on the second market and made some money on it selling. Hell yeah, they did, motherfucker. Hell yeah. Yeah, they, they sold tickets on the second market because a whole bunch of Patriots fans were rolling down here. They didn't want to watch their team get their ass beat, and they made good money so they can pay for your crappy tickets again next year. Yes, true story it to people from the Northeast. All we can do is try to improve our, our product. These games we weren't close in. 
we've we've lost five games, and we didn't lose them in the last second. We lost these games decisively, and we have to change that. And our fans deserve that, and this market deserves this. We're in the nation's capital, and it deserves better than that, and we have to get it done. It does deserve better than that. Redskins fans do deserve better than that. They also deserved an apology, you you unaware windbag. The hell? <laughs> that guy. Good God. Why can't you just say, hey, man, we haven't gotten the job done. Sorry, that's on us. We've sucked. We have, we have, I call, sorry. I, I remember I called you right after that press yes. conference. I think yes. you were coming back from lunch. You did. And I was like, you did. I feel so bad for any Redskins fan last now that listened to that arrogant freaking prick run his hey, mouth. Look. He's so out of damn touch. That press conference. Uh, dog, that poop fast don't poop for long, man. <laughs> that's what that press so conference right. was. I, I believe there's another soundbite that's close to that. It says, "In my opinion, that sucked." Yeah, in my opinion, well, yes. Bring me one. Of the the those hound chickens. works as well. Bring me one of those chickens. Cunt. I mean, I heard that's, Arnold that's, that's, need, that that's, when, that's the one he needed to say. Cunts. There you go. Cunts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, I was I was looking here. I was looking for the SVP thing because I think the SVP part is legitimate. Because I thought he uh, he did a great job, and he's from the area, you know. And he's from he's from the area. He has an attachment to the area, so I appreciate his enthusiasm when things go well for Washington, you know, the district DMV uh, or the district Maryland and Virginia when things go well for regional teams. I appreciate it, appreciate his enthusiasm. But, you know, I, I feel like when I was listening to him talk about it, I'm like, he's saying things that I feel like I've said to other people in conversation. Um, he's verbalizing emotions that I think most Redskins fans feel. Uh, I think he's acknowledging some of the issues that are just pervasive throughout the organization uh, from a top from top down. Uh, and that one of the reasons the fan base is so apathetic is because all these all this other stuff all these other changes, it feels either like lip service or it feels like somebody else is the fall guy. And I know one of our friends um, had a post talking about, he thought it was laughable that people thought Gruden was the fall guy, but it's like, of course he was. And the reason he's a fall guy is because neither Bruce Allen or Dan Snyder take any real responsibility or, or act like they're fully accountable for the fail that is this team. If they give themselves a pass... And throw Jay Gruden under the bus. Who's the fall guy? Gruden. Who's the guy that are like, well, we got to get him out of here. Gruden. You know, the other week when we were like, yeah, he's playing Haskins because he's proving a point. Well, now you know who the hell he was proving a point to because there's rumors that, you know, Dan Snyder's the one that overrode everything and wanted them to take Haskins. And I'm sure that he wants him to play Haskins. And he's not ready. So, you know. Why did Gruden throw him out there when he knows he's not ready? Well, to prove that he's not ready, to prove a point. So you have pissing contests. I mean, it's just, it's it's negative. It's it's dysfunctional. It's dysfunctional, and it starts at the top. It starts at the top. I, I didn't know a lot about this guy when he bought the team. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I enjoyed some of his spending splurges early on in his career as owner of the Redskins. Uh, but he hasn't delivered anywhere. He hadn't delivered anyhow. They haven't. They've been marginal, mediocre, or a full-on fat bag of suck for the last two decades. The constant is Snyder. 
That's constant. There you go. Yeah, we'll talk about the coaches. Here you go. A bit later. You can fire me at lunch. What difference does any of it make? And that's a question you could ask about this entire situation. Honestly, as long as the song remains the same at the top, what's ever going to be different? Nothing. So far, under Dan Snyder, the team has been coached by the respected coordinator, Norv Turner. The respected NFL head coach, Marty Schottenheimer, who won his last five to get to 500, only to be fired after one year to be replaced by the college guy, Steve Spurrier, who called in his resignation from the golf course. Not very good. He was replaced by Redskins royalty, Coach Joe, who was under 500 and replaced by Jim Zorn, best described as the guy who would take the job. He went 12 and 20, just like Steve Spurrier, who was replaced by the coach who won Super Bowls elsewhere. Mike Shanahan got twice as long, 64 games, and he won twice as many games, 24. The symmetry is astounding. He was replaced by the up-and-coming coordinator who was fired after the 0-5 start. So if we're playing bingo, we've done respected coordinator, respected coach, college legend, organizational legend, guy who would take the job, Super Bowl winner, up-and-coming coordinator. What's left to try? The only coach that didn't have a losing record was Marty, and he was given exactly one year. It's never the owner or the GM. It's always someone else's fault. And that's why Redskins fans are apathetic. And I, as much as I liked Spurrier, and it didn't work out. It was a disaster. I liked the Spurrier higher, but I thought they did Marty dirty. And I, I, I would have preferred them giving Schottenheimer another couple of years as head coach. They did him dirty. They did him dirty. But isn't that the story? Isn't that the story of the Washington Redskins? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we we, we talked about that a number of years ago. Meanwhile, GM Bruce Allen continues in his role, telling everybody just how close they've been to the playoffs the past couple of years. Then at Monday's presser, he's got the audacity to tell the world this. You know, the culture is actually damn good. Imagine taking liberties with reality like that, selling that line and thinking anyone but you buys it. He wouldn't have seemed less self-aware had he showed up to the press conference nude. Nude! He, <laughs> nude! That's a hell of a line, by the way. All right, here you go. This is almost, we're at the, we're at the end of this segment. I, I jumped to the end of it. Mostly, this is just an accounting, a repeating of the facts that will continue unabated as long as things remain status quo. Nothing changes because nothing ever does. It's a treadmill to nowhere. That last part, that, that's my opinion. And I'd love to be wrong. You want to bet against a couple decades? Mm. I'd love for him to be wrong too, but there you go. Are you going to bet against a couple of decades? No. It's fail buckets. It's been fail buckets. The constant is Daniel Snyder. Look, I know the Redskins are 1-11 since Alex Smith broke his leg, which also coincided with not just a fluky play, but a really atrocious Native American blessing ceremony they tried to have there. Yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, it's the curse of Daniel Snyder, dude. It's the curse of him. I don't know how you get that out of there. And Maybe that way. Oh, maybe. Lord. <laughs> maybe. Good Lord. Yeah. Anyway, the Redskins, Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder. Cunts. That's right. Screed. <laughs> swear, swear to God. Lots of cunts. Anyway. Pretty much. All right, Pretty Shannon. Much. My fan frustration with the Redskins aside, 
let's get some wrap-up thoughts and get out of here so we can shut this thing down. Whether it's the Redskins or whether you want to throw a, a pick or two in college, go ahead and do that now, and then we'll get out of here. I will or, say this. Or uh, meth gators or alcohol gators in Florida. Oh, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Daniel Snyder is the Florida man of NFL owners? That's what he uh, is. I finally figured I, it out. He is Total shocker. He is he is the Florida man of NFL that owners. That is outstanding. And I'm going to give you that win, man. That That is outstanding. I, I will say Gator L is greater than Gatorade. Yes. Although those two guys that did feed the, the one Gator in Florida beer, don't do that again, guys. You like I, discipline. I yes. Idiots. Don't do it. Don't do Idiots. it. Idiots. I'd say Dan, Dan Snyder is dumber than those guys, but... It's hard to argue with that. Florida, LSU this weekend. Mm -hmm. Death Valley, game of the weekend, five versus seven. The difference, give me Joe Burrow, LSU at home. Mm -hmm. But heck of a matchup, man. Uh, Florida got by Auburn this past week. Actually, not just got by. They actually pretty much did, did their business, took care of Auburn. Yeah. LSU, your turn, and we're not far off from LSU, Alabama, you know, three or four weeks from now. Going to be a great, great next few weeks of college, gentlemen. Whoop, whoop. That's good. All right, Randy, you have any wrap-up thoughts? Uh, just a couple things. Uh-huh. Um, clearly, uh, Cleo Mack's revenge game didn't go as planned. <laughs> no. Uh, kudos to the Raiders for uh, beating the Bears. I definitely did not see that coming. Uh, most people did not, uh, but Josh Jacobs, the player that they drafted with the uh, pick they got from Cleo Mack, well done, sir. And uh, definitely speedy recovery to Mason Rudolph because the hit he took against <laughs> against the Ravens. I mean, he. I mean, when they were carrying him off the field, he had a smile on his face. His eyes were glazed over he definitely had no clue where the hell he was we just need to like the little cartoon drawn in like tweety birds yeah. like cuckoo like mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty so, pitiful so uh, By the way, good fa- luck to the undrafted uh, rookie quarterback that gets to start for them this weekend yeah. hodges is that his name yeah yeah i i know the nfl kind of backed up and, and said oh we had another medical cart ready but it's a bad look for your medical cart to break down and for a dude that got essentially looked like he had crumpled into a heap of death uh, it's a bad look that he's got to walk off, off under his own power with no face mask and a helmet on his head. He should have thrown that dude in the cart. Bastards. That's some lazy Something. crap. Something. Even get a golf cart out there, but damn. Yeah, that was, that's some lazy crap, man. Just not a fan of that. Although, uh, I, it does it does make me think of back in the day, uh, you know, there was a point in Madden um, where, the, where the little emergency yep. carts would run out in the field. Yeah. And run all the players and, over and in run, the process. Run over everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fantastic. Fun years. Mm-hmm. Matt, any kind of wrap-up thoughts? Go Packers. Go Packers. Good enough. Uh, I will say this, man. Um, I know that the Steelers are having a rough year. Uh, do you see these random rumors about Daniel, Daniel Snyder wanting to hire Mike Tomlin? Look, dude, Tomlin, I know you're from Virginia, or at least you went to William & Mary, whatever. Um, I'm just a piece of advice, man. Like the drug campaigns of yesteryear. Mike Tomlin, just say no. Just just say say no. no. 
As for the Tank Bowl, the Redskins are favored. The Redskins are 0-5. They've been out outscored by a little bit over 15 points per game. The Dolphins are 0-4. They've been outscored by 34, a little over 34 points per game. I don't know who's going to win that. I don't know who's going to be there to watch that. I think I'd rather go to the zoo. Cause I'll, well, you know what? It's like Days of Thunder. You know what that game's going to be like? A bunch of monkeys fucking a football. Do you remember that line? <laughs> Do you remember that line of Days of Thunder? Do you remember that? Because that's essentially what that's going to be. It's going to be a clusterfuck of fail. That is your Washington Redskins and your Miami Dolphins. How the mighty have fallen. They drafted who? Who the fuck is this? This cocksucker might not even have a fucking green card. Get the fuck out of here, you motherfucker. I love that. Yeah, Wasn't right, that man. the Super Bowl seven matchup, by the way? Yeah. yeah. We've got to be the dumbest team in America in terms of playing the game. <laughs> and I'm highly critical because of the way we give games away. We give them away. Period. Yeah. Oh, uh, I can't wait. It's going to be the Bill O'Reilly Bowl. I can't do it. <laughs> we'll do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. Fuck it. Do it live. I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live. Redskins Dolphins. Fucking thing sucks. <laughs> True story. True Justin's story. Justin's going to watch that game live. Uh, no, I will not. I, I feel like this is going to happen a lot. How do you fuck that up? <laughs> How do you fuck that up? Captain will be apple picking at that point. I, I, look, I, I can't turn back time. I can fast forward time. That's what that's going to be. <laughs> and let me tell you, the sooner that game is over, the happier people will be. The sooner that, that bag of shit. Solar alert. That game might even turn out to be fun because the, both teams are so awful. Maybe it ends up being an entertaining game. But the sooner that game is over and done with and off the damn television, the sooner people will be happy. But when you're staring at a demigod, let it end. What can I say except you're welcome? So what you're saying is the sooner it's over, the, the sooner people will be able to shake it off? The sooner people will be able to break free. I was going right for it. I was going right for it. Yeah, I don't want to watch that game. That's what I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. just let it go. Yeah, we want to shake that off. I think, you know, honestly, it's not even let it go. You know what it is? It's like let it blow. That's so what... so did, did Fox or uh, CBS have to lose a bet or show that game? Is that like punishment? Showing that game? Tony Rump is calling it. They both tried to let it go. Hell, CBS wouldn't even show that game. Oh, gross. <laughs> gross. PBS want to break like, away from that. What the hell are they doing? Well, I on television. Maybe the maybe the game. cheerleaders and the halftime show will be good. Maybe. Oh goodness. Maybe. They need to add some <laughs> to it, and it'll at least be entertaining. The Snoop do the halftime show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, if, if everybody's there blazing with Snoop, they won't give a crap about the game. That might actually be the best decision possible. Yeah. 
if you're in your car driving towards the tank bowl, you should back that ass up and go do something else. <laughs> if you are setting your DVR to record that game, you should back that ass up and record something else. That's true. If you walked by your fridge and forgot to drink and grab beers to drink while you watch that game, you should back that ass up and get it and get a sixer so you too can take a nap somewhere during the time frame like Shannon McGuffin did during this podcast. That's right. That's right. That's it. Anyway, all right. Let's get the hell out of here, man. Look, we're the Sports Brew. From all of us to all of you, have a great weekend. Enjoy the college football. Enjoy the rest of, you know, the MLB playoffs. And I, you know, I don't have, I'm not vested in the Cardinals. I've got some friends that hate the Cardinals, which is kind of funny. Uh, but I think for funsies, I'm going to root for the Nats. Why not? Uh, hopefully yes. they can do that. Might, might as well. Let me get some local flavor, as one of my teachers used to say. Uh, some local flavor in it. But kudos to them for pulling that off, man. Uh, it's been a fun run wherever it ends it's been a fun run uh so nats fans enjoy the ride man enjoy the ride and if nothing else it's better than the braves are doing y'all <laughs> sorry melissa ouch yeah and you know i wonder i wonder if uh that that game this thursday night game against lindy but he was funny watching watching him react towards like the pregame I wonder if that game was stressful enough. Like I was hoping that that game wasn't so annoying that it somehow sent his wife into like labor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we all we all lost the bets. We all lost the bets as far as the uh, when baby Lindy was going to show up. So I don't know what the pool is. Do we have Do we have an official pool date? When was Lindy's? Uh, happy and healthy, man. That's it. I know. Happy. You know what? Actually, you know that's the best answer, brother. Yes, sir. And uh, I felt that way about our two kids. Whatever happened, happy and healthy. I ended up with jerk bags and assholes. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I'm just, which one's which? I don't know. Uh, that, that's no too, comment. <laughs> to be no the, comment. To, to be determined. No. No, 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 no. I kid. I, for all the challenges that come with being a parent, um, if, if nothing else... You know, if, if your kids are happy and healthy, for all the other challenges that come with 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 dealing with the day to day and the overnights and the potty training and following rules and modeling and, and all the other stuff that goes into it, if your kids are healthy, you're already ahead of the game because um, that's a blessing. And uh, what you want with a baby, uh, you know, some people focus too much on, uh, you know, am I having a boy? Am I having a girl? Dude, happy and healthy, happy and healthy. Yeah. That sets the stage for everything else. So <sighs> that's what I would like in my in, in for my football organizations: happy and healthy. I don't have that. <laughs> yeah, about that. Now the Redskins. Uh, nope. Fire them all. Dan Snyder. A dog that poop fast don't poop for long, man. <laughs> <laughs> I got twenty bucks, Dan Snyder. I'll buy them. Ugh. Anyway, all right. Maybe. Best offer he gets. Maybe. Maybe. Anywho. All right, guys. Go, 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 go get some rest. I'm going to do the same. I'll get you on the flip side. I'll get this thing turned around and turned over and posted and whatever. Uh, hopefully relatively quickly tomorrow. But uh, for anybody going to that Redskins-Dolphins game, good luck. You're a brave soul. I don't even know where you're sitting at. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Ha ha ha!
awful. Don't do Don't it. Forget what? to do what we would do. Just drink lots of beer. Oh, you're gonna have to drink a lot of beer to get through that game for damn yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a bit. that's the full BSE will be in effect. That's butt suck express. Rest assured. Dolphins, Redskins, full BSE. Rest assured. That game is so bad. Kansas is gonna schedule Snoop Dogg to come back. <laughs> so it's gonna happen there. I'm telling you. <laughs> that's what it is. That, that may be the BSC game of the year. Pretty close. Actually, you know what? Let's get the soundtrack right for Dolphins and the Dolphins-Redskins game. There you go. That's about right. All right. Yep. All right, gentlemen. Go get some rest. Uh, I'll clean this up and get it posted tomorrow. But from all of us, all of you have a great weekend. Catch it on the flip side. Enjoy the football. Have fun. Uh, try not to drink excessively unless you're a Bills fan and clearly you need it because you're trying to jump over, uh, I don't know, what the oh. bridges and land on your face to break a table. You guys are ridiculous. <sighs> Good luck with that. Um, but from all of us, all of you, have fun. We'll catch you on the flip side. And uh, enjoy the sports, y'all. All right, cool. Yay. Good night Good now. Night. Peace out. See ya. Damn it, Redskins. Hate your face. <laughs> God. Dan Snyder. Dan Snyder, of all the things, dude. That was a turnkey operation. How do you fuck that up? How do you fuck that up? Fucking Snyder. A, just look at Dan Snyder. B, ask the hound. <laughs> it is like asking a hound. That's true. I'm telling you, man. Days of thunder, dude. Days of thunder. Cunts. I think Sam Jackson Cunts. needs to go Cunts. see Dan Bring Snyder. one of those. <laughs> Sam Jackson? Yeah, I think he needs to go talk to him, Dan Snyder. Shut the fuck there you go. Fair enough. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit. Also Who true. Would be more intimidating, the Hound or Sam Jackson? Sam Jackson. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what I I'd like? Know you know what I'd like is Sam Jackson um, impersonating the Hound, and then life is there good. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's all we need. Life's good. <laughs> that I could get down with, man. I'd like that. All right, y'all. Go get some rest. We are the Sports Brew. We'll catch you on the flip side. Good night now. Late. 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 (laughs) Actually, just remember.